Hello, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and I am sitting next to an Olympian, Michaela Skinner, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash. Thanks. I feel so honored to be here. I am fangirling a little. I told you I watched all your YouTube videos before you came. I mean, I'm a fan. I... I'm pumped that you're sitting here. I think after watching that, you might know me better than I know myself. No, I think I do. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to ask you all these questions and play dumb because I know majority of the answers, but I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with everything that you've done. You are so talented watching you flip and spin and land. You land on your feet. Like (laughs) what? I can't wait to talk all about it. So we have to do dumpster deep dive into who you are and where you're from and all the things Today's Dumpster Deep Dive is brought to you by Thread. Let's dive into practical style with Thread. They've given the classic leather wallet a sleek update, focusing on simplicity and embracing the mission to carry on. Thread is your go-to for all things carry and self-expression. Now, let me share why I'm hooked on Thread's essentials, like the vertical wallet, wrist lanyard, lip balm holder. There is nothing worse than digging through your bag full of random stuff, so I cut out the chaos with Thread. The vertical wallet is my go-to solution, and the wrist lanyard and lip balm holder make everything I need just one reach away, simplifying my life and keeping me organized. And as a mom, I need that. So check out the entire collection, including these must-haves at threadwallets.com, where functionality seamlessly meets fashion with thread. Use code WEEKLYTRASH for 20% off your purchase. And thanks, Thread, for sponsoring today's episode. Today's Dumpster Deep Dive is brought to you by Road to Baby. Did you know that one in eight people in the U.S. alone struggle with infertility and have difficulties growing their family? The team at Road to Baby understand the pain and frustration that can come with infertility, and they are there to help you navigate that often bumpy road to parenthood. Road to Baby is a surrogacy, egg, and sperm donation agency based out of San Diego, California, who connects those in need with surrogates, egg donors, and sperm donors to help them grow their family. Road to Baby believes in fairly compensating those who make these dreams of parenthood come true. First-time surrogates working with Road to Baby receive a minimum of $56,000 for their incredible dedication. Egg donors are generously compensated at $10,000 per donation, and sperm donors each earn $5,000 for their first donation. If you've ever considered becoming a surrogate, egg donor, or sperm donor yourself, I encourage you to reach out to Road to Baby. You have the power to change lives and make parenthood dreams come true. And wait, there's more. If egg, surrogacy, or sperm donation isn't for you, but you know someone who might be a perfect fit, you can earn $1,000 in referrals for egg and sperm donors and $6,000 or more per surrogate referral. If you or someone you know is struggling with infertility, remember that you are not alone. The experts at Road to Baby are there to help you navigate this often challenging path to parenthood. Their experience and guidance can make all the difference in your journey. Road to Baby exists to help growing families and creating a life-lasting connection and making dreams a reality. If you're ready to take that first step or just curious to learn more about the process, schedule a free consultation with Road to Baby. Visit www.roadtobaby.com, R-O-A-D-T-O-B-A-B-Y.com. So are you ready for a dumpster deep dive? Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. Let's do it. Michaela, where are you from? So I'm from Gilbert, Arizona. Okay. That's where I pretty much grew up my whole life. 
Lived in Utah when I was six and seven for two years. Why was that? So my dad got transferred to Utah and then okay. literally got transferred back to Arizona. Just like for his work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was like quick. Flip-flop. Yep. And loved it. We lived in Draper. Oh, nice. I was actually going to say that earlier yeah, when I was yeah. talking to you, but I forgot. But anyway, so yeah, we lived in Draper and then went back to Arizona and just did gymnastics my whole life. Yeah, because so, all your siblings, you were saying in a video that all your siblings did gymnastics, yeah. like even your brother. Yep. Yeah. why gymnastics so it's so funny because I always get the question like so was your mom a gymnast was yeah. your dad no we're just a really big sports family and for some, my mom was a competitive swimmer okay so for some reason she just loved like gymnastics yeah. and so she just put us all in it so I'm the youngest of three siblings and my mom had a hard time getting pregnant so we're like really spread apart okay so my brother's turning 40 this year and oh, then wow because you're yeah, 27 I'm 27 so it goes like 10 no, it goes 15, 10, and four years apart. So anyway, so it's crazy. Big gap. Yeah. Um, so it's been really fun. But yeah, my brother started and then my sisters did it. And then it was like the second I came out of the womb, it was just like my siblings were throwing me, you know, up and down the halls. I had a little chin up bar in the closet and just was hanging from it. So I was just kind of meant to do gymnastics, I yeah. feel like. And Very fearless. it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had fear. So Anyway, yeah. did crazy. your siblings ever go anywhere with it? Like, did they do college? No, they didn't. My sisters went to like level seven. And then I think my sister Chelsea went to level nine okay. quit because they just couldn't handle drama, girls, okay, yeah. politics, you yeah, know, all, the, all things. the things. Yeah. And they did every single sport under the sun. So my sister Chelsea actually got a scholarship to BYU for diving, but oh, had okay. fear Whoa. and was scared of heights. So she didn't do it. But she was like a diver. Yeah. So good. And then but she did she was cheer. Scared. Yeah. And That's she did crazy. cheer, made it to Worlds for Cheer. Oh, wow. She went to Desert Storm at the time and they did really well. So crazy. And then my other sibling, yeah, they all did all these sports. And but for you, some reason, I just stuck with gymnastics. You were the Olympian. Yeah. You were the yeah. one. You were the one. <laughs> other than gymnastics, because I want to talk all about that, what was your childhood like? Like, do you feel like you had a childhood or was it really all gymnastics? It was really all gymnastics. Yeah. I mean, when. So it's kind of hard because with gymnastics, there's always like a love-hate relationship with it Yeah, because you love it, but it's just the hardest sport there is. And it takes up so much time. Like you talk to anyone and they're like, oh, my friends were gymnasts, even that didn't do like the Olympic route, you know, just up to level 10, maybe did college, but it takes up their whole life. Yeah. And that's not even doing the Olympics, you know, and it's, it's just a lot. lot. It's four hours a day. I trained seven hours a day at the age of 12 and it was pretty much like a full-time job. And when I was really little, I just... I loved it, but I hated it because I'm competitive. I want to win. I want to do good. And I like doing big skills. I just hate all the training, yeah. the hard work, the hard routines, yeah. you know, like I just hated that doing it day in and day out. So after we lived in Utah, I actually quit for a year when we moved back to Arizona. And then my mom was watching Carly Patterson in the Olympics and was yes. like, had this feeling like you need to put Michaela back in gymnastics. Cause all my coaches have always said, like, I had a lot of talent yeah. and like, was going to go to the Olympics. And my mom's like, yeah, right. Like, yeah, that's what's the statistic for people who actually know. go to the it's, Olympics. It's really low because that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in gymnastics. Like we yeah. could put two or three teams of the whole team USA and probably all win all around with those three teams yeah you know like we're just so good we have so many so much talent so yeah it's it's insane so anyway kind of crazy but no that's crazy can you explain the levels of gymnastics so like because when I was watching your YouTube videos you talk about how you're like level one then level two Mm -hmm. level three what does that mean yeah so before they used to not really compete like levels one two and three because they're just 
it's itty just like, bitties, babies, okay, so you know? Is it age or is it skill? It's skill, but usually those levels are like your itty bitty, you know, okay. like so the like beginning. I wouldn't, I'd probably be a level one, but I'd be yes. with two year olds. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. And there are some older girls that, you know, get into gymnastics, but they're just lower level. Okay. Um, anyway, but so I skipped levels one, two, and three actually, and four, and competed at level five. Uh, how old? My, I was six, okay. I think. And I that's started not gymnastics normal. when I was five. That's not normal. Okay. But they usually don't always compete levels one, two, and three. But now they kind of do just to keep gymnast in the sport and, you gotcha. know. Um, but anyway, and then you do, there's optional. So things have kind of changed okay. since I've been in gymnastics. So I might not be saying things correctly, but optional used to be like level seven, eight, nine, ten. But I think it's only eight, nine, ten now because it's kind of different how they do okay. it. Which optional is just like where it kind of gets harder, more hours, and then it goes from level one all the way up to level ten. And level ten is where you try to get a scholarship and go to college. So okay. that's like the highest level. And where does elite fall into that? So elite's like a whole different thing. Okay. So elite's like the Olympic route. Okay. So you train like seven hours a day. Your practices are way different. You kind of in your own little group. And when, at what age do you, do you start that? Can you start that? So I was 12. Okay. And I just had switched to Desert Lights because not all gyms have the elite program. Gotcha. And I was 12, switched to their gym. The first week there, they said, she's really good. We're going to put her in the elite program. So I didn't, wasn't even expecting that. Like I just okay. went to a different gym because my old gym only went to level eight and gotcha. I was the highest level. And they're like, she needs to go to a better gym. And so my mom finally did it because... I hated gymnastics and I just wanted to play and have fun. And then kind of once I got to Desert Lights, they had, you know, better equipment. It was fun. The coaches were way better, you know. And so I was like, oh, maybe like I do like gymnastics. and Maybe I could go to the Olympics, you know, like as a little girl, but didn't really realize what it took to get there. Yeah, because it's uh, like it's a full time job. At one point you were saying how you were going to school because you wanted to go to high school and you were in high school from 6 a.m. to noon and then one to eight you were doing gymnastics what made you decide that you wanted to go to high school like was there something that happened that you're like no I'm going to high school because was everybody else going to high school yeah so that was in the program some people did but it's it's rare you're usually homeschooled or like the gyms will have like a homeschool program so the girls will basically live at the gym do school at the gym train at the gym like stick it yeah yeah basically stick it's my favorite I love stick it I'm so glad that you've seen it like I love that. Like I'm a sports bra. I was doing a little sports bra. Oh my gosh. I love it. Is that a real rule? No, no. Well, yes, I guess. Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know, like if you stick your, if your sports bra shows, you get deducted points. I mean, I wouldn't really say that necessarily. Because that was like a huge thing. Obviously if it was like really noticed, like you weren't wearing a bra that like fit well with the Leo, you know, then they could could deduct. Yeah. But But that was just way over the top. They just made it extreme. Stick it's my favorite and watching. And that's what they did. They didn't really go to high school. They did homeschool. Yeah. Yeah. And I was homeschooled sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And I had like a learning disability. Okay. And so like, I just like hated it because, you know, my mom was with me and I was doing it online and I just like wasn't motivated. And so I was like, I really want to go to high school because again, I like wanted to have a life. Yeah. But it was really difficult because I had to go at 6 a.m., leave at noon every day. And then I had to do summer school in the summer just to like like online classes and different things just to keep up to get all my credits in yeah. to graduate. Do you feel like it was worth it? It was worth it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, I don't like saying the word bullied, but there there's drama and girls are For mean, sure. you know? And yeah. so 
I just didn't like my gym friends. There was like a couple that I was close with, but I just really wanted to go to school and have a good friend group was like the main yeah. part of it, you know? I feel like with dance and even like I played soccer, like the friendships you make there are either like long lasting life friends or it's like kind of toxic right. and negative and you're like competing with each other. I was lucky and I had a really positive experience, but like my sister did dance and like she didn't have a positive oh, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Do, did you feel like it was a pretty toxic environment when it yeah, came to friends? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there were so many times where I wanted to quit because it was just so bad. Just because of that. Yeah. And I almost like had switched gyms at one point. I'm like, I feel like I haven't really talked about this because I want to write a book. <laughs> yes, so you like, do need to write I a need book. I need to tell all the secrets and all the things. In the book. But it, it really got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, it's just, girls are just mean and it's awful. And there was a girl at my gym that pretty much grew up like since she was a baby into that gym. And so gotcha. she was like the one that was like supposed to be me. Go to the Olympics, the best in Arizona. And then I went to Desert Lights and kind of took over in a way, you know? Yeah. So it was just a lot of, you know, like can't be friends with her. You know, she's too cool. She's too good. And then it was like I would get a friend in the gym and then she would take that friend. And, turn and one of my you. friends that I'm actually really good friends with to this day, yeah. even though we had a hard time through gymnastics because she wanted to you know, kind of be part of the cool yeah. group, you yeah. know, as yeah. they all do. And we stopped being friends. And later when we became friends again, she told me that the girl's mom made them all unfollow me on social media. And I like, they couldn't be friends with me. And then one of my really good friends, same thing happened. We were good friends at the gym. Then she like went on their side and we like went to a lunch with the mom or their mom. Sorry, I'm trying not to yeah. use names, yeah, but no. um, with her we mom. We can call the mom Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Karen. And she, we sat down with her and we're just like, like, why is this a thing? Like, why can't your daughters be friends with my daughter, yeah. you know? And she's like, well, if we want our daughter to like be in the cool group, they can't be friends with Michaela. And so that's just what it is. And so there's just like all these crazy things. I'm not really going into detail very well, but Anyway, just stuff like that, that it's yeah. just like, why is that? Like, why are, why are girls like that? And I feel like it wasn't even necessarily the girl. It was more her mom was controlling and cause she's really, really nice. Yeah. And like, we've been fine since like she went to college. And then when I was back training for the Olympics, she came in a couple times to say hi and she's so nice. And I'm like, why couldn't we like be this close or be yeah. this, you know what I mean? Like, it's just but I think a lot of it just stems from the parents. The parents, they, they're almost like, you're stealing the spotlight for my kids. Yeah. So yeah. we need to exit you out. But that is so toxic when yeah, mothers awful. get involved and make the drama drama. Yeah. Like it's not supposed to be drama. Yeah. Was your mom like a typical gymnastics mom? <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like was she about mom... to like fight? Was she like, be nice to my daughter? Because yeah. I would. Like right. I'm scared to put my daughter in dance or anything because I'm going to be a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. No, you do. It comes out. I feel like any parent that's in a sport, like you're protective of yeah, your, your child. Bear. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I feel like it's such a blur. If my mom was here, she would be like talking all about it. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember what happened. I feel like my mom was more, she just, you know, put up with it and was just like, you don't need to be friends with them. Yeah. You don't want friends like that anyway, you know? So I just kind of made my own friends and made my own friends outside of the gym. And honestly, it was better that way because I feel like even like those girls had issues and there yeah. was their own drama, you know? Yeah. So it was just like, I just glad I wasn't a part of it. And I just focused on myself and got to where I needed to be. I love so. that. 
with desert lights you weren't like living there it wasn't like that kind of situation was no, it no I mean it felt like I was living yeah. there because I was there for seven hours a day yeah. but because no. like in stick it I'll just like always yeah. refer to stick it <laughs> they like live there it's yeah. like a camp and they like live there yeah no definitely not like that but you've done camps where you had to like go and stay out there yes. for a while yeah especially That's- when you were like gonna pursue olympics Mm -hmm. yeah was that even more toxic yeah that well i mean i feel like okay so there's the ranch yes so when marta caroli was the olympic coach and bella caroli they had the ranch out in texas new waverly so like way out in the freaking middle of nowhere is that where larry yes larry nassar yes fuck larry nassar (laughs) sorry no i love it did you ever meet him yeah yeah okay we'll get we'll get into that but like you tell me you yeah so Obviously, I don't know if you've heard a lot about it or things that went down. I mean, you the know ranch. About I watched Nath- the documentary. Okay. Okay. The ranch. Okay. So crazy that they'd even have the best athletes in the world train in a facility like that. But they it did. It was just garbage. Yeah. And the girls way back when used to live there. Like they used to live out at the ranch. But we only traveled like once a month to the ranch and stayed there for like a week. Okay. And would train. But it was literally like a boot camp. It and was your like parents in the don't military. go with you. Nope just your coach. So we each have our own coaches. And it's like when you're on the national team for USA, we each have our own individual coaches. But then when we go to camp, they have like a national team staff. So they have other coaches there that help. And then they had Marta, the Olympic coach there that would, you know, determine everything. Yeah. And they have like a committee, but we had our own coaches. So they could kind of like, you know, stick up for us and yeah. have your you back. Know, a yeah. Little. Yeah. Like so that they were was your nice. safe person. Yeah, there. Yeah. And my coach did. She fought for me all the time. So she was awesome. So even though like growing up, she terrified me and it was really scary. Yeah. But we really did become like mom, like daughter. Like we had a bond and I felt more comfortable, especially yeah. going back in training. I was just older, knew myself more. Yeah. So she really was like a mom to me. But um, I'm trying to think where we're going with this. You're talking about the oh, ranch, the ranch. And toxic and crazy. Yeah. So it was just, it was literally like boot camp. So it was like, if you fall one time and Marta's watching, it's like, you're done. And then, like, we had two workouts a day. So, technically, where the seven hours came from is Marta's, like, with the training, it was, like, you need to be doing four routines twice a day. And so, I didn't train like that. And I think that's why my body held up so well because it wasn't burnt out. And we would get there and I just would come home and I just felt like I was hit by a bus because it was just like, you know, like at gym, you're kind of more relaxed, whatever. And there you're like, you know, soldier mode tight. And so your body's like overworked and then you're doing double the routines in one day. And you're stressed. Yeah. Cause like when we go to worlds and stuff to compete for team USA, we're gone for a month and we don't get one day off. We have workouts every single day and our day off is like a one day workout. So what are your workouts? Because when I like (laughs) like it's it's like the hardest workout ever like your core your whole body is just wrecked after Mm -hmm. what is like a typical workout for you at one of these camps at the ranch so we usually like start at like it would be like at 8 a.m I might kind of forget because it's been a while because then when I went back into elite there was a new olympic coach and things had changed Changed. because USA gymnastics like fell apart but um we'd we get up at like seven, you know, go to the little cafeteria, get breakfast, get ready. And we'd start at eight. And so the crazy thing was, is we'd sit on the floor in like a little circle. Yeah. And, you know, we'd all just be kind of sitting there, relaxing, chatting, you know, and we could like, Marta would kind of walk in, go into her office and there's open windows. So you can like see her like in her office and you just get like the worst anxiety because she's scary. And because she's from Romania. So yeah. she's tough. Oh, yeah. And 
the second the clock would turn like eight o'clock, she would walk out the door and we all had to line up like perfectly from tallest to shortest every time. And she'd always get mad at me because I'm not flexible and I'd always be like hunched. You're not flexible. Yeah. yeah. You're a gymnast. I know. I know. Hard to believe. I'm not flexible for <laughs> okay. a gymnast because like in gymnastics, that's where they would get my deductions was artistry and not being flexible enough. Gotcha. You know, I was more powerful. But anyway, I'd always get yelled at and she'd be like, Skinner, because there was Michaela Maroney. And so she'd always call me Skinner. And she would just always be getting mad at me because I'd be hunched over and my legs weren't straight. So all the things. But anyway. And you're how old at this point? Well, I started going to these camps when I was like 13, 14. So for a long time, I went through this. and and, And in the stories that you hear of other people, they would like bang their head on the bathtub to like get a concussion to like try to like I would try every single possible way to like get out of a camp and be like I'm injured I'm sick although it like wouldn't work but like you're laying in bed the night before you go and you're just crying in your bed because it's just so intense because you do one thing wrong and Marta's like you're not coming back we don't want you you're not good enough and it was just brutal and it was just honestly like me telling the stories just doesn't do justice it's like if you could have been a fly on the wall just to see what we went through as athletes was horrible And so like we would be doing, we'd go and we'd do like conditioning in the morning. And the first day we got there, we'd do like a strength test because we had, they had to test our conditioning and then make sure that we're strong enough and fit enough, which was just dumb because I'm like, everyone there's like wants to go to the Olympics. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, why do we need to be tested on this when like, if I don't think like if we were not fit enough, we wouldn't be able to do our routines. We wouldn't be here. Yeah. So it was just so annoying and so dumb and I hated it. And then like each workout. So like throughout the camp, um, usually the first day we got there was just like a light workout, you know, you traveled, whatever. And then the next day when we went to the first event, which was vault because Olympic orders vault bars being floor. So the first workout we would do verification and we have to like present vault. And then the next workout when we got to bars in your rotation, you did bars, beam, floor, whatever. And then at the very end of camp, you know, they ranked who got first, second, third in the all around. You'd get like a little USAG medal, whatever. But we'd have those two workouts and it was like double the routines. Like at home, I would maybe do two bar routines a day. So there it was like four bar routines. And then when you were done with the bar routines, you had to do like half sets and parts and just all these things. It was just really intense because all these, all the staff that was on each event was watching you and they would tally if you hit your routines, how many you did that day. So it was just like, it was crazy. It was a boot camp. Yeah. And it was awful. And was it more your mom being like, no, Michaela, I know you want Olympics. You have to do this. Or were you very self-motivated to go? So my first, so when I first went to Desert Lights, I came as a level eight and my first year there, I competed because you can't really like skip levels at that, that level, point. you have to kind of compete at least one meet. But I did one meet level nine, made level 10, went to JO Nationals, one vault, and made junior international elite all in one year. Because there's like a junior team and a senior team, which no one's ever done. And so we, to usually to get put on like, or to go to a national team camp, you start going to them, you have to like send in videos to Marta. Yeah, or she sees you. you somewhere. Yeah, like... Yeah, then you get invited. And so national team camps used to be like only the national team. Now they kind of add a couple other girls that are like close to making the team or like that are really good that didn't make the team, but they still get to come to camp. And before it was just like only the 12 girls of the senior national team. 
And so when I went to my first national team camp, I was with Sean Johnson and Nastia. And for some reason, this little girl got invited to go to a national team camp by myself with my teammate, Stephanie, because she was doing elite as well. And I didn't know what the Olympics was like. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I get to go to a national team training camp with Olympians and like the Olympic coach. And I got there and the first night I cried and I told my mom, I'm not doing this. Like if this is what it takes, I'm not doing it. It was so hard. And anyway, once I got back home, I was kind of just like, well, if I want to go to the Olympics, like this is what I have to do. And my mom was never like, obviously like during the hard days, she would push me and be like, no, like you need to do this. You can do this, whatever. She was a rock for you. Yeah. But then it was like, she was like, if you want to be done, then be done. Like, I don't want to do it either. You know, like this is hard being on the parent side of it. Yeah. Watching your kids. Yeah. Like struggle emotionally physically and just knowing what we went through like the abuse of it all like yeah it was just intense and then like you know like I said if we would would line up at the beginning of the workout the second the workout was done we should be like okay like closing it out you know so then we'd all line up again from tallest to shortest and then she'd be like okay good job goodbye and we'd have to say thank you Marty coaches and national staff goodbye because she like wanted respect because they're Romanian you know so they're like want to have that like respect and so it's just it's just weird like it literally was just like a cult I feel like yeah and I'm assuming no parent would ever say anything because then their kid would get yep cut. yep you're done wow which is crazy to me because with like all the stuff that's come out now it's like yeah why didn't this happen a long time yeah. ago so let's talk about Larry Nassar a little bit okay. for those who don't know he's a psycho pervert disgusting pig he's in jail mm-hmm. and he's like getting beat to death all the time and we love yep. that for him <laughs> um but he was a doctor a chiropractor he was a doctor he was a doctor USAG doctor and he would sexually abuse these yeah. young girls yep. that were going to him did he ever work on you yeah so uh, crazy thing oh. well it's hard because like you're young and like I went to my first world championships in Nanning China in yeah. 2014 and I hadn't really had him and I was like never really injured in gymnastics I've never had a broken bone or a surgery which is rare yeah at my that level. is very rare like most girls have had five six surgeries I never had a surgery or broken bone so very lucky yeah but I did have like some back stuff going on and lower back pain and he didn't come to the ranch all the time like once in a while he would be there and if I was ever like with him it was like after workout was done there was like an end room where our like cabins were which also we stayed in crap with little bunk beds and mold and bugs and the rooms were awful see that would have said I would yeah. be like Bye. and then the men's team is in Colorado Springs with Why like is a cafeteria and it's like super nice sorry but and like, it's like super nice but that's crazy because I feel like women's gymnastics brings in more. so much yeah. more money than men's yeah. gymnastics yeah. like I don't even watch men's do men do gymnastics <laughs> they do and it. it's crazy but it just doesn't get the like wow. notoriety that like gymna- like women's gymnastics does, you know, wow. like it's just, I think it's just cool to see like women do this, the stuff we do, yeah. you know, like guys, it's like, oh yeah, they should be able to do that. Like, you know, you should be able to do a backflip. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You got the quads, go jump. Right. So I don't know. Women's gymnastics is just, it's the best. That's crazy that but, you're sleeping in that. Yeah. It was awful. Like mold always smell like rotten eggs, like these little tiny rooms, like Oh, it was awful. But anyway, there was like an end room where we had a TV and a couch. And then Debbie was the trainer there. So we had her like, she would travel with us. She was always at camp. And she was the one that I normally got treatment by. But then when Larry would come, he would sometimes come and help. So like he would be in the end room with her. So like the only thing that was ever weird with me is like, you know, like when you get your back worked on or you're getting like a massage, they'll kind of like 
fold your shorts over a little bit and put a towel. Yes. So instead of like doing that and working on my back, because we'd wear like little, our little booty shorts yeah. and a sports bra, yeah. you know, and he went up the back of my shorts. And so his arm would be like on my butt cheeks and then his hand would be like working on my back. And of course, like we're in the room with all the girls and Debbie. So it was like, you're like, oh, is maybe that this we-? is Yeah. And he, he was so good at what he did. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was the best. Like anytime he was there, everyone was like, I want Larry because he just, he was really good at his job. You know, which I guess is yeah. how it always happens, you know? Yeah. Did So like there wasn't any talk like girls behind the scenes being not like, Larry creeps I, me out. Not that I heard. I know like some of the girls, you know, when all that stuff was kind of yes, happening, yeah. I think they all kind of started like, like is this? Comparing stories yes. and being like, wait a minute. Yes. But I like, I never heard it. I And we all kind of thought Larry was weird. Like he was super nice, but just like had weird things, you know? And like he would always text us like, before meets and just say like good luck like and just like really like the boundaries were not it clear. was like yeah like it's just like why are you texting me like it was yeah. nice but it's just like but he's trying to build that friendship yeah and that trust yeah right yeah and then when I went to 2014 worlds same thing like we'd get treatment by him in a hotel room blah 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 and I was always in there with other girls, so I was never by myself. But the one thing that was weird, and I've never really talked about this either, because I just feel like with everything that went on, it's not like I was abused, you know, and it just but, wasn't my place. But like in a but sense. Kind of like, you know, in a way. Yeah, I feel yeah. like any sort of, anything that made you uncomfortable that was inappropriate, yeah. like you deserve to speak on right, that. Right, right. And so anyway, we were like, I was with Madison Koshin. Um, we were sharing a room and... In the stories, like, he wanted to be your friend. So, like, he would always go and leave and, like, get us food because, again, we could, like, never have food. And coaches, yeah. like, would check the girl. Like, my coach was never like that. So I'd always, like, bring all the snacks. And everyone loved me at camp because I'd have, like, the chocolate, you know, yeah, like, the good stuff. all the good stuff. And so, anyway, the girls would always come into my room and take all the treats. And so I always, like, was loaded with stuff. But, like, some coaches would check the girl's bag and, like, throw their stuff away. And so, like, a lot of times the girls couldn't even, like, bring snacks with them. It was as they're burning 5,000 calories a day. Right. And like even one of the girls coaches like wouldn't let them drink water because you're going to gain water weight. Like crazy stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you need water. (laughs) Like that's it's wild. Yeah. So anyway, with Larry, he like came and brought we like won. We won the all around at Worlds. So he came and got he got like went out got us like little ice creams so he came to all of our rooms and thankfully Madison was in the shower but like once all this stuff came out like things I'm like okay that makes sense yeah but he knocks on our door open it and he just storms into the room and starts pacing and like walking through the room and just like looking and what like and I think he was seeing if anyone else was in the room yeah and then Maddie was in the shower so thankfully and then he like gave me my ice cream and left but it was just like weird stuff well it's a like, grown man to that? be in your hotel yeah, room creepy. as a teenage girl right he's not family right. it's he's like, not friend he's should not yeah, be in there I'm like just stay outside the door and hand me my ice cream you yeah. know like weird so anyway and then he was like they said he was like a pastor or something, or a priest, or I don't know, something. Something religious. Yeah, so, like, on some of the girls, he used to do, like, holy water and, like, weird stuff. But then I'm like, that doesn't make sense, though, because he's married and has kids. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm kind of confused how this is working right now. No. I don't know. So crazy. So wild. When everything came out, were you like, oh, my gosh, I was, like, in the same room with him yeah. a lot? Yeah, like, and weird. He, like, it just, like, messed with my me? head, you know? Yeah. Like, because we knew he was weird, but then, like, he was so nice that it was just, like, Wait, is this like real right now? Yeah. You know? And then my coach, Lisa, 
was like, it's just awful because she remembers like being at the ranch. And when he was there, like there's a little training room. And she was just like, it was so weird because I remember like girls would go in there and he would shut the door and close the blinds. And like Lisa was thinking like, oh, maybe because like the beams were right there. So Lisa's like, oh, maybe he's just closing it. So like the girls don't get distracted, whatever. Like yeah. just all these things. And Lisa's like, how did I like, how did I miss, how that? Did I miss like what? Like you would have never thought, you know, because he just like was so nice to everybody. And like he was so good at what he did. And then another thing that happened is I went to go get treatment once at championships. And at the time, my physical therapist was the men's trainer. And so at championships, they have men's and women's. And so I was seeing him a lot, but then he was busy one night. So I went, my coach was like, hey, can you work on Michaela's back? And he's like, sure, I'll just take her over here, like back in this corner behind the curtain. And my coach is like, okay, I'll come with. And he's like, no, it's fine. Like, I'll just go with her. And my coach is like, no, I'm going to go with her. So thankfully she was there with me then. And then she was like, so do you guys have any like opening treatments, whatever? It was like after one of the practices before the competition, he's like, no, they're all full, but there's a, there's a room at the hotel so if she just wants to sign up and come to the hotel room, I can work on her. And then Lisa was like, oh, no, it's fine. We'll just get treatment tomorrow. Yeah. So there was what? weird things that Lisa was like, I'm not going to let my athlete go into your hotel yeah. room to get work yeah. on. So there was just things Especially like. Especially when it's your lower back and right. he's literally touching your right. butt. Right. So thankfully, like, I was one of the few that didn't have anything happen, you know. But thankfully, like, because there could have been times where stuff probably could have happened, yeah. you know. Well, and so, I, it sucks that it took so long for them to catch on to it. And so many girls had well, to go through that. Well, the sad thing was, is they did know, but he like paid people much. Like Steve Penny, the, he was the, oh my gosh, the head position of USA Gymnastics, yes. the CEO. And he knew and paid people to keep quiet. And I'm like, why do you have to do that? Like, why not be like, I'm the CEO. I'm going to fix this. Let's yeah. get him out. And then there wouldn't have been all these problems. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like people, it's so weird to me. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. I just don't it's so it. corrupt. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. I don't. Oh, well, I'm glad that nothing really crazy happened. To, I mean, but honestly, like, even just hearing that, like, that gives me, like, the chills to know that, so like, gross. you were even put in those situations. Like, right. that's still scary. Right. And, well, like, then, like, creepy. think about the, I don't know if you had the story, but the next door neighbor's daughter, I don't know if she was a gymnast. I might butcher the story, but. The parents would send their daughter over to his house and he would treat her in the basement and was doing stuff to her in the basement. And I'm like, what parent like lets their daughter just I like I don't care who you trust or who, yeah. you know, you hear stories all the time of all these. You know what I mean? Like, well, and you can just you you never you cannot know. be so trusting. Right. And with anything that's like medical, especially with a minor, like adults should be present. Right, like right. a parent should be present. But you want to know the crazy thing is his parents would be like right there in the office while he was doing yes, it. Yes, I heard I heard I'm those like, stories and that made heck? me sick to yeah. my stomach. Yeah. I think so. I think as parents, we also need to educate ourselves on like what's normal medical behavior and what's inappropriate. Right, right. Because the fact that he never wore gloves I know. Like, Awful. that should have been a red flag, right. like, right away. Right. But then it's so hard because I'm like, would I have known that? Yeah, exactly. And so I, like, don't want to, like, know? judge these parents because, yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a new mom. But it it's still, like, yeah. I just feel like as a little kid, I just always knew, like, you don't go places with a man by yourself. No. Like, you just don't. No. No, it's it's gross. He's gross. Yeah. And now he's in jail for life, right? right? I'm, I'm surprised sure it's life. he hasn't died yet. He's gotten I, beat to death. Yes. Like people are is going at him. Yeah. Which like he deserves yeah. it. 
And yeah. I, people always say like, whenever like a rapist goes to jail, anyone that does anything to kids, like they get marked. Right. Right. And it's like, no, they're a yep. target now. Yep. As they should be. I'm all, I'm all um, about yeah, it. Sorry. Same. Same. Sorry, no, Shouldn't have been doing that. Should not have been doing yeah. that. So something that I feel like a lot of times people don't talk about is how expensive gymnastics is. How did you guys afford all that between like desert lights, the camps? I know a lot of times like when people see talent, they'll like sponsor an athlete, like and right. stick it. Right, right. <laughs> Everything right. goes back to stick it. But like, how did you pay for everything? Yeah. The so, leotards, everything. Yeah. I mean, my dad's always had a decent job, yeah. but um, there was a time, oh, I want to say maybe back in 2012, was that when the market like crashed? Yes. Yeah. And he like was about to lose his job, but then didn't lose his job, but you know, didn't get paid. So that was really hard. And my mom had gone to Lisa and was like, I don't know if like Michaela can do gym anymore. We can't afford it. Well, cause how much do you think your parents spent oh, a year? I don't even know. It was probably close to six figures. Probably too much. I don't even know. My mom doesn't even tell me these things. I don't ask. I'm just like <laughs> between traveling champs, well, leotards. Yes. And at the time, like we had a booster club, which gyms don't do booster clubs anymore. But like when we do Fiesta Bowl every year, our gym puts on a gymnastics meet and they like get money from that. It goes okay. to the booster club. Okay. So sometimes like if your girls make it to nationals or if you're part of the leap program, it pays for your flights. So like we did gotcha. have it pretty good, which was really, really nice. And then once you get on national team, you get funding. It's like pays for your doctor's appointments, gymnastics, like all the things. So that was really nice once I got to that point. Um, But my mom ended up working at the front desk at our gym. And she's always done that because at my old gym, it was like family friends of ours. Yeah. And so like that's how we got all of my siblings to get to do gym because three girls in gymnastics at once is a lot, you know. So that's how my mom helped pay for some of it. And then she had to start working at Desert Lights again. Um, when my dad almost lost his job. Gotcha. So that's, I mean, but it is nice to get that funding because yeah. without it or like without our gym having the booster club, like I don't, I don't know. It's, it's ex- so much. Especially at the elite level, you're traveling all the time and these girls have to pay for the coaches' hotels, the coaches' flights, the coaches' food. Really? So not even just like your own kid and yourself. You have to pay for the coaches. I didn't know that. Like especially at the elite level, like think about it, like I was really the only one from my team that like traveled and did all that. Like my teammate Stephanie did it with me for a little bit, but then like I was pretty much on my own. And so like some of these girls are like by themselves, maybe have a teammate with them and they're having to pay for the whole. I didn't know that. Sometimes you have two coaches go and that's a lot. Wow. But then when you travel for Team USA, they like USA Gymnastics pays for that. Right. Of course. Which let's talk about that because that's. So cool. You freaking went to the Olympics, but you were an alternate before, Mm -hmm. but it was different. Explain what was different about it. Cause the previous time they had multiple or something, but then this most recent time they just had the one. So last Olympics, it was a five man team. And then this Olympics, it was a four man team, two event specialists got to go. Okay. Cause I think they're trying to help the other countries that don't have a team that make it in to get more of those girls that are individual, be able to have the experience and go gotcha. to the Olympics. So that's why they did it. But then this next one, they're going back to five, gotcha. which is kind of frustrating because I got fifth at Olympic trials. Um, this last Olympics, I yeah. was fourth the first day and then went to fifth by like half a 10th and they did rank order as they should, which they didn't in 2016. But if it would have been five, I would have been the fifth. So I would have gotten to be part of the team, yeah. which was kind of frustrating. But um, back in 2016, 
I got fourth after because there's two days of competition and then yes. they combined your scores. And, you know, according to like the Olympic rule book, it's supposed to be like rank order. But of course, you know, politics and they're going to do what they want to do, which I get because sometimes like you need girls for other events because they want to win medals with like different strengths on different things. Yeah. You know, it's not just all about all around. Yeah. But they were placed fourth and fifth with seventh and eighth. And so I ended up becoming first alternate. So like super devastating because yeah. I worked so hard and wanted it so bad and like did so well and it just wasn't good enough. You know, like I remember they pulled us back. So when they're deciding the Olympic team, the Olympic committee goes into a different room and all of us girls go into another room and like all the fans, all the families are just still out in the crowd waiting yeah. like 20, 30 minutes while they decide the team. And I just remember texting my sister Chelsea and I was like, do you think I'm going to make it? Like I got fourth, like... She's like, I don't know. But like, we all just kind of had this feeling like they're not going to take me because it like wasn't good enough, you know? And then when they all came in and they started announcing name by name, you know, they finally announced the fifth person and it wasn't me. And then they're like, Michaela Skinner, you know, and blah, 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 because there's three alternates. And I remember just crying because it wasn't because I got to make the team. It was because I was alternate. Yeah. And that's and not what you want. It's not what I want. I mean, nobody wants it. Right. No. But sometimes you have to do it. Cause if someone gets hurt, you need to be able to fill in for them. Yeah. But it was just like devastating. Cause 2015 worlds, I was alternate. And so like, I kind of knew what it was like to be in that position and it's freaking hard. Well, yeah. Like, you're just watching everyone else compete and right. like, you want to be right. Doing and it's like, I should be out there, Yeah, you know? And so it's so frustrating. Cause there's just a lot of politics through my gymnastics career. Like I've had crazy like thing after thing after thing and so it's like I just can't wait to write a book and just like tell yeah, all the secrets to. like all the things you because need to it's just like crazy because so I'll share one story yes if you don't mind I, do we have time uh <laughs> we have stories literally all but, day Michaela let's go okay so I've done a lot of public speaking kind of not recently but kind of after the Olympics I did a couple speaking events and one story that I've shared is I was competing so there's the Nastia Lucan Cup. So Nastia puts on this meet for J.O. Gymnast. So J.O. is not the elite route. Okay. And I was kind of like starting to go from like where I was still doing the J.O. But like transitioning into elite. So I made it to the Nastia Cup. And there was a lot of other elite girls that were kind of at the same level as me that were, you know, trying to do elite. So there's a lot of us good ones that were competing in it. And the what first year. was year, this? Oh, oh my gosh. It was probably when I was like 14. Okay. 15. So this was like well before when you. Yes. Way before I really okay. got into like the whole elite stuff. Gotcha. And so I competed at my first Nastia Cup. I did pretty well, whatever. So then the second year I made it again. And so I was like, I really want to win this year, you know? And so we're competing. And so after the Nastia Cup, they always would put it with American Cup. And American Cup is an elite competition that the U.S. puts on. And two girls per, like, they have, like, probably, like, three, four, five different countries that come. And there's only two girls, like, per country that are there. Okay. So, like, two from the U.S., two from Canada, you know. And anyway, Jordan Weber was competing at the American Cup for Team USA. So she was on the 2012 Olympic team. And she was competing at American Cup, and her teammate had made the Nastia Cup. Okay. And we were competing and the first event was I did it was floor no it was beam floor vault bars so the first two events went really well we go to vault and I was competing a two and a half which is 
when I competed at the Olympics, which was really rare at my age to be competing. Yeah. And the difficulty was really high. And they gave me a score that just didn't match up with the difficulty. Yeah. And so we're all like, everyone's like, what? What just like, what's going on? So my coach went over and we were trying to figure it out. And they like, wouldn't change my score. And so we're like, okay, whatever. And so at this point, like I was in first for the all around. And then we'd gone to bars and nailed my routine. Super good. And we hadn't seen like the scores come up yet because everyone else still had to compete. Yeah. So we're waiting at the very end. We're all lined up on the floor as athletes and they like dim the lights, put the light on the floor, call out the th- top three finishers. And I was in the top three. And then someone from USA Gymnastics comes out, pulls me off the floor and says, sorry, we have the wrong order and takes the other person and puts them in because they like the judges were changing the scores because Marta, the Olympic coach, wanted Jordan Weber's teammate, I forget her name, but wanted Jordan Weber's teammate to win the Nastia Cup. So it'd be like a precursor to make Jordan want to win the American Cup. And so, so it anyway, got taken from you. Yeah. So it got taken from me and they changed the scores and they messed it up so bad that I didn't even place in the top three. So they were still wanting me to get second. But they messed up the score so bad that I didn't even end up in the top three. And so I just remember, like, I didn't know at the time. I didn't know what had happened yet, but it was embarrassing. And we were all like, what the heck just happened? Like, my parents were like, what was that? And so my coach was pissed off. And she's like, I don't know. I'm going to try to figure this out. So anyway, like, you know, we get back to the hotel. And then Jordan Weaver's teammate has the big Nasty Lucan trophy. And I was just, like, crying because I was like... Like, I should have, you know, gotten the first, yeah. you know, like, it was just, and like, how traumatizing for a little girl to, like, go and do your best, and you've worked so yeah. hard, and then you get it taken away. Well, and also to, like, think you have it, and right. then And then all kidding. of a sudden, yeah. for But for reasons that weren't right. Right, right. So, anyway, that night, Marta called my coach, Lisa, and was like, hey, I want you to come to my room. I want to talk to you. So, she told Lisa what happened, and said, we know Michaela's amazing, she's very talented, and we're going to start inviting her to national team training camps. So anyway. So sorry we screwed her over, but here's yeah, this. Yeah, this is how we're going to make up for it. Is by torturing her yeah. at camp. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let the abuse continue, right? Wow. So anyway, so there's just stuff like that through my whole career where it's just been unfair and I've been ripped and gypped. And how I kept doing it, I don't know. I feel like I just, you know, being LDS, like I feel like just praying and like reading my patriarchal blessing and just all the things like I just, it was meant like, this is what I was supposed to do. You felt it. Like, yeah. And so I think that's really what kept me going. But there's times where I'm like, I don't know how I did it. Like, I don't know how I kept pushing through it. All the cheat, the lies, the abuse, like just awful. Like you dedicate your whole life. Like I missed half my childhood And then it's just like, how can you not be fair? Like I look at all these sports and I'm like, gymnastics is, there's a lot of cheating in a lot of sports, but some sports you can't cheat. Yeah, you can't get away with it. It's like swimming, you touch. Basketball, you make a shot. Like, so anyway, it was was a hard road. Yeah. So political. So you, you get to be on the Olympic team for 2020. Yeah. When you get called out as an alternate, were you able to like text your family before and be like, I'm another alternate or like, were they as shocked as you were when you went on mat? Okay. So, so with, so how 2020 worked. Okay. Sorry. This is a lot. No, <laughs> there's like a lot me. of things it and it's me. probably confusing, but so 
since this, the 2020 Olympics, since it was the four-man team, two-event specialist, right? Yes. So when I first came back, I kind of wanted to do the two-event specialist spot. And Tom, the new Olympic coach, was like, well, okay, going back. Going back. So for the two-event specialist spot, which was crazy, for one of the spots, you could compete at a certain amount of international competitions and win that spot. So you automatically could make it and go and you didn't have to compete at Olympic trials. trials. Yeah. So that's what Jade was doing because Jade's from Arizona too. And she did elite elite kind of after I left and went to college after the last Olympics. Yeah. Um, And so I didn't really know her that well and whatever. And so she specialized in floor and vault and that's what I specialize on. And so Tom was like, well, Jade's already been going to these meets. She's probably going to get it. So like if we put someone else in that individual spot, individual spot it will be for bars and beam and so I'm like okay like I guess I'll just try for the all around you know like make it for team which I guess is cool because I mean usually we win obviously this last Olympics went differently but I was like okay like I'll come back I'll do all four so like worked my butt off and And you got COVID and pneumonia yeah yeah which was awful awful like literally thought well then I had a bone spur injury so before that happened, I, it kind of was bugging me in college, like my Achilles. And yeah. we went and got MRIs and all these things. And they're like, it's fine. And then it started once we found out COVID happened. You know, we had a whole nother year to train, which I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I was only going to do this for like barely a year. Yeah, you know, now it's a whole other one. Now it's yeah. a whole nother year. And I deferred my senior year at Utah, the University of Utah for college. And so I was just like, do I even want to do this? But I was doing so good. Like I came back in three months, yeah. made the national team, made the world's team, got fourth in the all around and they take five in an alternate. I got fourth in the world, the all around after coming back in three months from college for three years. And guess Incredible. what? Became alternate again, again. And I'm like, I just beat out two people and you're going to make me alternate. Like. So that third time being alternate. And I was just like, you know what? At this point, like, I know what it's like. And I'm like, I'm not going to be alternate again. So I was like, when I get home from this, I'm going to work my ass off just so I can make that Olympic team, you know? Because I was like, I am not doing this again. Like, this is awful. And so anyway, when we got – or so then I had the bone spur injury. And then I had – right when I came back from that. So they thought they were going to have to, like, shave down the bone because it was rubbing into the Achilles tendon because I had a huge bone spur. Did that hurt so bad? It hurt so bad. And it kind of was irritating me in college, but they didn't notice really like anything. And so then when I went to the doctor, anyway, we didn't want to do surgery, got a PRP injection, did shockwave therapy, which hurts like a bit, like so bad. It was so painful, took a lot of time off. And again, in my gymnastics career, I've like never, I've had little injuries, little things, nothing huge. And I was out for a long time, long, long time for, for me, which was hard to like come back from. Yeah. And then it was like, right when I came back, I got COVID and I was so sick for like three weeks. My whole family got it. We got it at Thanksgiving. Cause my husband had it. Then I got it. Then I gave it to all my family. Like, Sorry. And yeah, I'm like, suckers. <laughs> you get to die with me. <laughs> like this is awful. But nobody else got pneumonia, did they? No, no, just, just me. You. And I, I started going back into the gym and I still didn't feel well. And my husband was working for Vivint, which is, you know, summer yeah. sales. So he was like gone all summer. And it was like really hard because he was going to go leave and do like a little blitz for like two weeks. And I just like cried to him because I was like, I'm not better. And he's like, you're fine. Like, 
you know, like you're just tired, your body's been through a lot, you've been off a lot, like you just got to slowly get back into it. And I was like, no, like something's wrong. Something's wrong. So anyway, he ended up leaving and I went to my mom's house. She lived like five minutes down the road and I just started bawling and I was like, mom, like I can't do this. Like I think my Olympic dream's over, you know, like I don't feel well. My body's so run down. Yeah. And like it was, we were getting to the point where like we're starting to go into season, you know? So I was like, I need to be doing routines. And so she calls my coach, Bob, because Lisa wasn't in that day, my main coach. And Bob was like, just send her in. We'll just take it, you know, one day at a time. We're here to support her. You know, she's proven herself before she can do it again. And so when I went into the gym, they were checking my, checking my temperature and it was, I had a fever and then he checked it again, still high, checked it again, still high. And he's like, you know what? Like, just go home. We can't have you in the gym. So I get in the car and I call my sister and I'm like bawling. Cause I'm like, I just can't do this. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know what to do I at this physically point. Can't. Yeah. And it was just, it was awful. And so anyway, my sister's like, you know what? Like you just got to change your mindset, your attitude. You got to be positive. You got to like, you just, you can do this. She's like, you have come so far in such a short amount of time. Like COVID, this has nothing to do, like nothing on you. Like you can do this. And so like, I prayed a lot about it and I just went into the gym every day and had a positive attitude. And I was like, I'm just going to see where it takes me. If I don't make the Olympics, like my main goal coming back was like, I just don't want to have any regrets, you know? And so I was like, if I don't make it, no big deal. Like I came here and I can show people that like they can go to college gymnastics and still do elite if they want to. Like they don't have to end their careers after college or, you know, end their elite careers and then go to college. And so I was like. Did you feel like college was almost like a break? Yeah. Compared to elite, like yeah. it's just so, so easy. chill. It was so fun. Like yeah. when I went to college, I was like, I'm never going back to the, like I'm ne- like after being an alternate at the Rio Olympics, first of all, they treated us like crap because Steve Penny, that was the CEO was a piece of crap. And we trained in the Brazilian training facility. The beams had like metal poking out. There was a, po- a possum rat that lived under the floor, like all these crazy things. And it was awful. And then one day the girls got the day off, the Olympic team, and they're staying in the village while we're in this little cabin that's like the size, like smaller than this room with three girls in it. It was awful. And the girls got the day off and we didn't even know about it. And we were in the the training gym busting our butts off doing routines while the Olympic team got to go lay out at the pool and have a day off. It was awful. So after that, You're I was like... like I'm not, I'm done. Like I'm going to college. I'm going to go have fun. Like I want to enjoy gymnastics. And so I did. And then my junior year, I was like, after my junior year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I want to see if I could do it. Yeah. And so I had to like go back and remember that moment, you know, of like, I just want to have no regrets. And so instead of just being like, no, like I I need to be on this team. I need to make it. Like if I'm going to spend my time, like it has to be worth it. But it's like, it is worth it. Like pushing yourself yeah. and just being an example and a role model to so many people to show like you, you can never give up on your dreams, yeah, you never know? Give up. Yeah. That's where I get my never give up. Never and give so up. anyway, I just ended up like peaking at the right time. And then at Olympic trials, I was like half a 10th behind grace. And so I ended up being fifth on day two and Tom like everyone was sick of the politics and the cheating and not taking rank order. And so Tom wanted to take rank, take rank order. So when we were back in that room again, I was like getting anxiety and like yeah. feeling all the motions. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to make this, you know, like I got fifth and like Tom's not going to take me for the individual because Jade already made it and they're going to want someone for bars and beam. And then he comes in, announces the top four 
And I was like, didn't make it. And then he goes, Michaela Skinner, Jade Carey, individual specialist. And I was like, and my coach is like, who freaking cares? We're taking it. Like, yeah, you get to do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, who cares about the team? Like, you get to do this for you. And so obviously it was like hard to adjust going back into the gym yeah. and training for two weeks before we left for Tokyo. But I was kind of like, I kind of like this, like less pressure on me. Like I yeah. get to just go and compete and have fun and do this for myself, you yeah. know? And then when we got to Tokyo with COVID, like we didn't get to stay in the village, which sucks. Yeah. Like it was awful because when I was an alternate, I didn't get to stay in the village. So I was like, if I make the team, I'll get to be in the village. And, and like, the village, explain the village for those who don't know. It's yeah. Just like it's a place for all the Olympians. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like its own little city and they build it and there's like a hair salon, a nail salon. They have food from like every country and all the Olympians are there. We did get to go tour it twice, which was yes. really cool and walk around. But it's seriously like the coolest place Did anyone place get to stay there? No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like other athletes were there, but they were getting COVID and then couldn't compete. Oh, yeah. So, like- so we stayed in a hotel and then they had like trackers on our phone. So we could only go to the training facility, our hotel and the Olympic oh my village. Gosh. Yeah. And How then intense. the arena. Yeah. So we didn't get to do like anything. We basically like ate every meal in the hotel, trained went back, trained, went like it was. And then we had a COVID test every day and then no one from our family could go. My husband couldn't go. So it was like, it was brutal. And I like do really well under pressure. And like, I love like having the crowd there. Yeah. And there's no one and in there's there. no one there. So it's like, literally like you're just like at the gym, just a normal day at practice, you know? No, that would be so weird knowing you're competing in the Olympics in a gym that has nobody in it. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. It was so, it was just weird. I was like, is this even, and then like People in Tokyo, some of them weren't even like wearing masks. Like it seemed like it was they could have had people like, there, you yeah. know, which I get like safety regulations. I get it. But it's just like, this is the Olympics. Like at least like let our parents come. Yeah. You know, the parents of the athletes. They can put on a mask. Right. And s- right. Be six feet apart. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Easy. I mean, we did it for the whole month yeah. we were there, you know, and it was just fine. Yeah. So obviously the big, the big thing that happened was Simone Biles decided she wasn't going to do the vault right yeah because yeah. of this what is it spin? the twisties the twisties. twisties yeah the twisties had she vocalized that to you at all before tapping out so we didn't really know like what was going on really like it was weird because okay it's like I need to like go to the beginning <laughs> yeah. so okay so like prelims is the first competition that you compete in which determines of what you make at the olympic games yeah and so that meet is like the most important meet that you compete and so that makes you in for individual events individual all-around team finals and so that there's just like a lot of pressure on the line and so that meet we had started on floor and which was seriously so cool though because simone like came over and she's like it's official you're an olympian you know and i was like because like even being an alternate you're like an olympian but like you never competed so it's just like not the same and she's like you competed your first event you succeeded it's real it's happening you're an olympian yeah and so that was like such a cool moment but i mean during prelims like everything seemed she seemed okay you know like it seemed fine and then but anyway we went to vault and I had been beating Jade on vault all year and I had put so much pressure on myself and it was just, it was awful. And so Jade goes, um, and nails both of her vaults. And I was at, so she, okay. So Jade went last on vault. I went before her 
And I was like, okay, I have to nail these vaults. I, I want to make it into vault finals because I didn't make it in for floor finals because Jade and Simone made it in. But Jade has higher difficulty than me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like she's probably going to make it on floor. And then you can only have two per, there's a two per country rule for the individual events. So I placed third on vault and only the top two can go from the U.S. Only the top two can go from Russia. So I didn't make it in because Jade went, nailed her vaults and her score came up. And she beat me out. And I just remember like talking to my coach, Lisa, and I just start bawling. And I just, it was like so embarrassing because like the cameras were like all in your face. And then I'm like trying not to cry because I was like, I need to be here for my team. Yeah, I, like, need I to want be to be positive. happy, but yeah. also like you want to, you're sad for you. Yeah, Cause I was like, this was like, I mean, obviously I made the Olympics and that was my goal, but like I usually make it in for floor vault. So it was just like so devastating. Cause I was like, I'm retiring after the Olympics, yeah. like I'm not going to go back and finish my senior year at school. And so I was like, this is like it, you know? And so I was like, I don't even like get a shot to like do a medal or win a medal because I wasn't part of the team. So I wasn't competing in team finals. And so it was like so devastating. And anyway, after that, I was just like, I don't even freaking care anymore. Like freaking screw this. I'm going to like freaking finish the Olympics. Like I'm going to do the best that I can do. Like I'm here again. I deserve to be here. And yeah. so I went to bars and it was like, all the stress was gone. I just felt so relaxed, had the best bar routine of my life, went to beam, had the best beam routine of my life. And it was just like, I did that. Like yeah. I just competed in the Olympics. Who cares that I didn't get a medal? A lot of Olympians don't get a medal. Yeah. And I was like, I just inspired so many young athletes to like go out there and chase their dreams. And that was like the most important thing to me. And of course that night, like I went back to my room and I was pissed off yeah. and I'm like, again, like this has to happen again. Like I've been alternate and alternate and like things just have never gone my way. And I just remember like getting down on my knees and I just prayed and I was just like, why does this have to happen again? You know, like it yeah. was so devastating. And I was like, I just wanted to be in vault finals like one last time. And I just had this small voice come to me that said, it's not over yet. And I was like, but it's over. Like yeah. it's, you know, Simone and Jade made it in. And my mom called and she, we were talking like multiple times and I told her that I was going to fly home. And Tom, the Olympic coach gave us permission, my coach and I to fly home early because like there's a whole nother week yeah. of stuff going on. And I was like, I'm just ready to go home. Like, I don't need to sit here for a whole yeah. week, but I was like, I really want to stay and watch team finals. So anyway, they booked my flight. Team finals was two days later and I was just like eating like a pig, like doing my Living thing. Up, like, yeah. yeah, like I'm done. Like, woohoo, you know? So we go to, t we go to team finals and Jade and I are sitting in the stands and then vault was the first event. And that's when Simone got the twisties and Jade and I seriously look at each other and we're like, what the, did, did that just happen? Like, are you freaking kidding me? So we go back into this like little training room and we like got some water and we're just like, okay, so like Jade's like, does this mean like I'll go in for all around and like yeah. all these things? And I'm like, does this mean I'll have to go in for vault? And I was kind of mad because I was like, I was ready to go home at this point. Yeah. I was over it. And anyway, my coach texts me and she's like, come back up here. They're changing your flights. You're staying. And so Simone, I guess, had te or told her coach Cecile, text them right now and tell them that Michaela needs to stay like after she competed on vault. So they literally changed my flight like that fast and then vault finals wasn't for like another two days. Yeah. And so, so like Simone still had the chance to like go back and train and like. Yeah. So you didn't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know for sure. But that night um, after team finals, she had texted me and said like, you're going in for vault and there's no one else I'd rather go in for vault for me than you. And at like at first I was like, 
she's kidding. Like, I mean, she wouldn't say that. Right. But I'm like, she's giving up an Olympic medal. Like, she's not even going to try. But I think because she got the twisties on vault, I think she was just like, I'm not even going to mess with that event. Like, I'm just, I'm not even going to go there. So she did try the other events to see what she could do. And she only ended up doing beam. But I was just like, I can't believe she did that. Like, how nice of a teammate. Like, there's, you know, like, we did have our moments, like, with all the girls. Like, it does get hard, which we only see each other, like, once a month or if we go, like, to compete internationally. So we're not with each other all the time. So, like, I feel like we get really excited to see each other um, every, like, month or so. And so, like, obviously we don't really ever have beef, but I was just like, I can't believe you're, like – just, you're, you're just going to throw yeah. it away and give it to me. You know, like how nice of a teammate to do that. You know, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. So anyway, um, I got to train the next two days and then 24 hours before vault finals, they couldn't announce officially. And then they announced it that I was going in and I got to compete one last time. And then I took home the silver medal. So anyway, I, I know like it was for me to have this moment, but I do like to say like, I, you know, for, with Simone, like I, I'm doing this for us yeah. because I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity if it weren't for her. So I wanted to go out there obviously to do it for me, but to do it for us. Yeah. And for so, America. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Team, Team USA. USA. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I always wish like, I just wanted the flags and everyone, ch- you know? Yeah. And like the I fire. I just want to relive that. And did they have any sort of ceremony or anything? So they did do like the Olympic ceremonies, but we couldn't do it because we never can do the closing because we're gone by then. We didn't get to do the opening, but then they never, yeah, they never, we never really like celebrated till I got home. Did you, was your medal a carry on? Yeah. Yeah. I wore it on my neck. Yeah. First class. Love it. You know it. Love it. Where (laughs) do you have it? Do you have it in a special place? No, it's just in my drawer. So don't come into my house and Well, I was going to tell you to bring it. I was like, <laughs> oh, she you should should've. bring it. Oh, I want to see it. it. But I'm like, I don't I know. Maybe she it. has it in like some like case safe. Like she doesn't want to like take it out or something. But no, that's. I don't have like a, our house isn't like big enough for it's like, I want to have like a my display. own room of like display of like I'm all sure the stuff. you have. So do you yeah, have stuff at your cool. parents' house yeah, too? Yeah, it's like, all stored at my parents. I'm like, I haven't even brought it to Utah yet. No, I can only so imagine. I just have my medal and one Olympic Leo in my closet. So how cool though? It's like, cool. what did that feel like when they were putting a medal on you? It was seriously so cool. It was like, I mean, I recently like had just made a reel about it. And just like every time I watch it, it just brings back tears because it, it just like doesn't feel real almost because, yeah. you know, no one was there. The Olympics was a weird time. Like, I'm still glad like we got to have it. Yeah. But it's just like, it's not even about the medal. It's about like all the hard work, the dedication, the time, what my family did, the sacrifice, you know, like, and I like, it's still like, I just still can't believe I got the opportunity to go one last time, yeah. you know, like, and then. It was weird because after that, I was just done. You know, like gymnastics was over. I retired. It's just like, what is life? You know, like it never really like hit you. Yeah. Like I never got to like sit down and be like, this happened. It was just like we moved back to Utah the week after I got home because my husband had to start school. You guys got married. We got tissues behind you too. Sorry. No, you're (laughs) totally bad. I'm just letting you know if you want them. They're there. Thanks. Um, Anyway, so it's just like, yeah, so many things. things. And like, I didn't even get to like, celebrate with my yeah. family much it was just like go back to you tell me to finish school and then I got pregnant and so it's just like yeah I just really haven't gotten to like I feel like enjoy it yeah. enjoy winning that medal you know so I mean life hits you the real world you know you yeah. adult you become you become an adult 
Yeah. So and it's just a all, the things, and all the things, but it was seriously like, it was so special. It was so cool. Well, and your husband, Jonas wrote like a super sweet caption when you won yeah. saying, Hey, you know, like this, this came from all the mornings that you woke up and went to the gym and like you busted your butt yeah. to get there and you did it. Like I did you it. did it. You got a freaking right. Olympic medal. Right. And to all the haters out there that say, well, you only got that because Simone. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I did win that medal fairly, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I just hate when I freaking see that. I, I hate people. That's, I hate social media for that reason. Also, people are so dumb to even question or say anything like that. Because like we said, how hard is it to even get right, to, to, get that, to point. that point? Yeah. yeah. Like all the time, all the talent. Because that's the thing. You can work so hard, but talent is... Only going to get you so far. You have to put in work and you have to have the skill. And like you did that. And if people want to diminish that effort, like that says how lazy of a person they are because they obviously aren't doing anything with their life. You're just sitting behind your computer talking crap about people to make yourself feel better. And I'm like, can you even do a backflip? Probably not. Can you even? I can't even do a somersault. (laughs) I'm like, do you want to teach me how to do a somersault? I was that girl that, again, loved stick it, loved Mm -hmm. gymnastics, but cannot do anything to save my life. And I would just like pretend. Like I would go to the trampoline parks and I'd see people doing backflips. I'd be like, I'm just going to pretend. And I would like try and I'd like break my back. You're like, Like, I can do that in my dreams and that's okay. That was a dream. I was like, like you literally fly in the air. Like you literally go land right like watching our, our your bodies videos have to be like pretty dang smart to oh be able, like it's like when you think about it like because like when you're flipping i don't yeah it just feels yeah, like, like what's normal. going through it i don't even brain. know i've been trying to think that especially being done with gymnastics because like i feel like i can't like i don't really know my air awareness anymore because i haven't even like gone into the gym and really played with stuff yeah and so i'm just like how did i do that because it just like it just felt like did it done. You know well, what I mean? Like it wasn't you had been like doing it since you were yeah. five. Like that's your body was just like, yeah, yeah second nature. Yeah. We just like easy. That. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I, I was watching our bodies do it. I was watching all your routines while I was at the gym and it was like making me want to like freaking, I don't know, do something. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go run a marathon. Like I'm yeah, going to go it. do something like that's so cool. I'll do it with you. Cool. Let's, Let's go do run it. a marathon. Let's do it. I can't run to save myself. I ran a, but... I ran a half. I ran a couple of halves. Okay. Well, you got me beat there. A full to me is equivalent to going to the Olympics. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's hard. Like there's all these different things that we are yeah. weak at and it's hard. That's the thing. Everyone's like, like I struggle with so many every, other things. Yeah. Everyone has their thing. Mm-hmm. And each of our difficulties, like for me running a marathon is so hard, but to someone else, like a marathon is a piece of cake. Right. Like right. it just depends on the person. And so you have to like appreciate your strengths. Right. But like your strengths are literally insane. Like it's crazy to me. Do you miss that? Like, do you miss that? side of you sometimes yeah but again like gymnastics was a love-hate relationship so like, yeah. I couldn't wait to be done yeah. at the same time like I was like I was old for gymnastics I was 24 in the Olympics which Simone will have me beat this next Olympics because she's making a comeback but I was like the oldest in a really long time because gymnastics you peak from like 16 to 18 yeah. and so it's so funny because I always get that you're like you're retired and you're 24 like, you I'm know old like lady now. yeah I'm like I'm 27 now but at the time they're like you retired at 24 I'm like I know it's crazy but our bodies just can't well you can't do it. that yeah. anymore yeah and so I was like the grandma of the team so it was it was brutal so I was like especially with the COVID year we had that whole yeah. extra year and I was like seriously so I was just like ready to be done ready I was like I'm yeah so honestly like I'm doing fine 
Like yeah. when I watch videos, I get emotional. Yeah. But like even then, like my husband, because everyone knows me for gymnastics, right? Yeah. And it was like weird because I just compete at the Olympics and then boom, done. Yeah. And so it was like now I'm transitioning into like going back to school and I'm not an athlete anymore. And like, I'm kind of like a normal person. Yeah. And, and then like, I have a baby and I got pregnant. And so like, I'm transitioning to like this mom life. And like, I never really wanted to do like influencing, which I like, I do, but it's not like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. You're not um, passionate yeah, about it. But I'm like, I want to like still do stuff and like be relevant. And I want to do more public speaking. Yeah. And I went to school for sports broadcasting. So like, I've done radio twice for the Utah meets, yeah. which has been really fun. That would be so like, that's perfect. We'll, yeah. So like, we'll see where life takes me, but like, yeah, it's just, again, it's so weird when like your whole life's been gymnastics and then it's just gone. Yeah. And so no one really like knows me like for anything else. And yeah. so I'm trying to like pivot into this new world, but I feel like everybody just wants me to do gymnastics. So my husband's like, what if we like, I mean, you don't have to make a comeback, I mean, you could, yeah. but he's like, why don't we just like do like a whole YouTube series of you like trying to do gymnastics again and get your skills back and like see how long it can take you to do a double double yeah. onto the floor again or just different things. Cause yeah. like anytime I post gymnastics, they love it Yeah, because like, that's what I'm known for. And so and, it's but, like, and you love it though. Yeah. Yeah. You love it when it's not, when it's not at the ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Not the ranch Ooh, or super When it's on your time. And, right. And how you want to do it. And it's in a safe, positive, happy yeah, environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that could happen. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'm like, I just need to work out first and get my body strong. Because how many? So weak. How old is Lottie? She's four months. Oh my goodness. That's. Yeah. That's crazy that you had a baby four months ago. I know. It really goes by fast. It goes Everyone by tells you that, but I'm like, so oh my fast. gosh. And was that planned? Like, was yeah, motherhood, yeah. like, you yeah. were planning on having a baby? I've always wanted to be a mom. I have 12 nieces and nephews. This makes 13. And so I just, like, I've, I've wanted to be a mom forever. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get married when I'm 20. I'm going to have kids when I'm, like, 21, 22. But obviously, with gymnastics and, like, that taking yeah. over my life, I had to postpone that a little bit. Yeah. So, like, right after I finished school, I'm like, okay time's ticking let's go babe let's go you know <laughs> like, so like I want a baby yeah yeah but it's hard because like being in school I like never got to like I wanted to go to like the ESPYs and I wanted to do all these things but then like I was in school I couldn't miss classes because like 50% of it is your grade now because of COVID because oh. no one would show up to class so they're like if you don't show up you're gonna fail and so like I had all in-person classes then I got pregnant so there's like all these things that I like really want to do right now. And I want to yeah. do Dancing with the Stars. And yeah, you do. So let's hope. Let's hope. You know, you, sh you, know what you should go on. That. You should go on Dancing with the Stars, obviously. But you should also go on. Uh, what's the one where they do all the hard things? All the tasks and like military stuff. Oh, so they actually reached out to me. What is it called? I don't know. I forget. Why am I? I forget. Do you remember that show? I literally was obsessed um, with it for like a week. Because Nastia was on it and like the girl from Zoe 101. Yes. Hannah or, Brown. Yeah, yes. And Hannah Brown. Yeah. Tyler Cameron. Yeah. Why can't I think of it? I, I don't know what it's Carly, called. Carly, look it up and then yell it at me when you figure it out. Special Forces. Special Forces. Oh, yeah. So they, so I was going on Name That Tune. Oh, okay. And so Sean and I were against each other. So it was like really fun, Sean Johnson. Yeah. And anyway, before that, or no. Yeah, it was a little bit before that trip. Jonas and I went on, um, a trip to Hawaii with some friends and my agent at the time was like, Hey, special forces just reached out. Cause one of their, 
one of the people they got for the show like might not be able to do it. So would you want to do it? And then it was like, I would have had to leave our vacation a day early. And it was my first vacation in a long time. Yeah. And I got to go to Hawaii for the first time. You were like, and I'm I was really like, comfortable. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to go to this teeny tiny country really far away and quarantine for like 10 days by myself yeah and then do this crazy show because I was like I think like I would be good at that because like I have no, no fear I think you would be yeah. really good at yeah. that and so it's basically the ranch yeah basically <laughs> yeah and so I was just like I just right now is not the time yeah so I'm like just keep my name in there yeah if you come back around and want to have me for the show like I'll let you know you know yeah. so anyway the person ended up being able to do the show so I didn't get to do it but I was like, I'm, yeah. But you'd but prefer, it's, it's you cool. prefer Dancing with the Stars I'd over. I prefer Dancing with the Stars yeah. first. Yeah. Let me do that first. Yeah. And then. That will, you can work on your flexibility. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if I get on that show, I really, I really, I'm like, I can't even start. hold my leg up high mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. How, how has motherhood been though? Has it come naturally then since you've always wanted to be a mom? No. No? No. No, it's been hard. No, it's so it's hard. hard. Yeah. It was awful. Like. Pregnancy was awful. Yeah. And I felt depressed because I was so sick. And then like all my friends got pregnant like a month before me. And so they were all posting like their gender reveals. And like I couldn't even post mine until I was like 21 weeks because I was I couldn't leave the house. I literally like lived on saltine crackers like almost my whole pregnancy. I lost 11 pounds. And I just and I know people have horrible pregnancies and get super sick. But I just didn't realize it was going to be like that. Like, I just thought, like, my sister's like, don't worry. One day, like, when you get out of it's the, the first second, trimester, is it the first, or the first se- trimester, is it the first when you get first, sick, right? Yeah. Some people, but that's like, it could just be a pregnant, like your next pregnancy, you might could not be, be sick at yeah, all. Because right. I was sick my first, my and second, then, I wasn't. Okay. My that's third, I'm I was. Hoping. I'm like really uh-huh. hoping on that. I hope yeah. it's not everyone. And it could be a gender thing. Sometimes people are yeah. like, you're more sick with girls. Because I so was really weird? sick with my daughter, but okay. with my boys, it I was wasn't better. that sick. Okay. So I need to have a boy next. But like, I don't, I don't know if that's like legit, but like, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope, I don't know, but it was, yeah, it was just so bad. And I just was depressed because I was living on my couch and I didn't like announce anything yet. Yeah. Cause I was like, I want to do like a cute announcement. Yeah. And so like, I had to wait till I was like able Felt to good. function. Yeah. But my sister's like, don't worry, you'll wake up one day and it will just disappear and you'll feel better. And really? I just kept waiting and waiting and You're waiting like, and it, it never, coming? it never came. Yeah. And then pregnancy was freaking hard. And I told my OB, I was like, I do not want a C-section. And everyone's like, you're going to have to have a C-section because your husband's big and you're little. And I'm like, I know tons of basketball players with short little wives that push their, yeah. those 10 pound babies yeah. out. I'm like, I can do it, you know? And then I was pushing for three hours and then he was like, okay, it's kind of getting to that time where you either need to have oh. a C-section or or we can do the vacuum and I feel really safe about the vacuum because she was right there. Like yeah. he could see her head. Yeah. But she was stuck because her head was big. And so like when I was like, okay, like let's just do the vacuum. Like I trust you. Yeah. I really like my OB. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. And it was like crazy because once I felt the vacuum like pull her out, it literally slipped like under the like there's no way she was gonna come out without like you could just feel it like you know and I was like whoa so anyway I didn't didn't have to have a c-section so So I was so excited yeah but that was hard and then when my milk came in I mean breastfeeding's hard you know as it is I can't and I was like I'm gonna do it because I just well, you're I, a competitive I, yes, person. I'm like, like, I want to breastfeed. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, if I can't, I'll, I'll do formula. It's fine. But I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And so I just kept at it and kept at it. But when my milk came in and I know your, your boobs enlarge and engorge and they get big, but for not being in or for being an athlete and not having any boobs my whole yeah. life, 
they were like triple in size. Oh, I yeah. had lumps way up here and I even took my normal pump that I had at home yeah. And it like wasn't sucking the milk out, and then Charlotte couldn't latch because it was so hard. Yeah, there it wouldn't. Yeah, she couldn't like for her to get, get on it. Yeah. Yeah. So then my once my sister, my mom came, I got a medical pump, and that yeah. was like finally like getting get in there. It was out. working. Yeah. And then Charlotte got colicky and had acid reflux. So like every night at eight for four or five hours would just scream. And then Jonas after two weeks like kind of started going back to work like half days. And so every time he came home from work at one o'clock, she would scream for like three or four hours. Then it would happen again at eight o'clock for three or four hours. And then we finally figured out it was acid reflux. So after trial and error and everyone's yeah. recommendations and trying yeah. everything. Your diet changing yes. for milk yeah. and all the things. And so anyway, I was like, I'm not giving up breastfeeding. You don't have a dairy allergy. And Jonas's mom was like, it's acid reflux because that's what Jonas had. Yeah. And so we had to do like A, B, and C before we could get on medicine. We finally got on the medicine. And at day 10, he's like, give it till day 10. And it just like was a game changer ever since. Yeah. And so she's been so good. But I probably would have gone into deep depression because, well, thankfully my mother-in-law came for a month and a half, basically lived at my house, but it made me feel like a terrible mom. Because you felt like you couldn't because, do it alone. Yeah. And like, I just felt like I didn't really have that bond. You know what I mean? Like I just felt inadequate. Yeah, And I just go up in my room and I just cry because I'm like, I'm a terrible mom. Like, I don't want you. You're so hard. Like, what am I doing? And then yeah. Jonas, one thing he really needs to work on is patience. And he knows that. Yeah. And he just does not have patience. And he like couldn't handle it. Like, it was just like, he was like getting mad at me. Like, you pressured me into having a kid. I'm not ready for this. Like, you love her. But it's just like he didn't ex- he didn't know yeah. it was going to be this bad because all of his friends were like, the newborn stage is so easy. It's so, so great. Chill. All they do is sleep. And I'm like, well, you never know what baby you're going to get. So yeah. let's like just expect the worst. Yeah. And I still expected the worst and still didn't realize how freaking hard. Well, and it's already hard anyway. It, yeah. On top of it, when you get no sleep, like your brain chemicals, like everything sets you off. Like you're grumpier. Right. You're you're just not yourself. And then you have a screaming baby. Yeah. And I'm used to like sleeping until 9 a.m., taking a nap for two hours during the day. I'm like a prima donna princess, like just living my life. And then that and I, yeah, the no sleep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's hard. So that like, it just really put me down. And I was just like, I have the worst baby. I had the worst pregnancy. Like, I'm like, God, what, like, what else do you need from me? Like, Like, I've already gone through so much, you know, but I mean, we all go through trials that we need to go through, you know, like, do you feel like it's getting better though? So much better. Like, I'm literally like, okay, I can have a second. Like I could have another one. You already feel that way at four months. Yes. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think it was so bad. And then to see it so good, I'm like, okay, you know, like, but then I'm sure it's going to, it's going to have its highs and its lows. No, it will. But no, that's, that's hard though. A colicky baby. I mean, I've been really lucky. I haven't had that. But I've seen my friends just like, it destroys you. Yeah. You're just so, nothing you do works. Yeah, nothing. 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 Or like the baby only wants to be held in a certain position right. for hours. And then it's hours. like the second you sit down, no, it's like, how do they know? How do they know? It's wild. How do They're they know? so smart. But you want more. I want more. You want more. I used to want four or five. I'm thinking Does, like does Jonas three. want more? No. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm I was already talking about baby names because I just like, was thinking of some and I'm like yeah. okay I really like these and he's like why are you even bringing that up yeah. like we can't be talking about baby names yet like yeah. that's yeah you need to save like, that for another time we need to pause yeah pause on that yeah but I feel like Jonas is so supportive of like your career with gymnastics like that probably took so trooper. much time away from your guys's relationship yeah, yeah. 
and you guys still are here and I now know. you have a baby I so know. you guys We've can get through it. anything yeah you guys can get through yeah. anything you got this you got this Thanks. okay would you want your daughters daughters future daughters <laughs> to do gymnastics so my husband would say no okay on that one just because documenting or your sons whole... too i'm not sexist yeah. towards children <laughs> girls or boys can do gymnastics yeah my nephew does gymnastics yeah, and he's a freaking beast yeah he's awesome anyway but yeah jonas when we documented you know our journey and everything on youtube and the olympics like he was in the gym and literally like did not know how i did it and pushed through it because it's freaking hard and yeah. then you see the little girls that are in like the elite program that I'm like training with that are, you know, trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Like they're just crying. Like at that age, it's so hard when you're that little. It's just a lot because you're like having to learn all these crazy skills at such a young age. Your body hasn't matured yet. Yeah. And you're trying to figure it and it's just freaking hard. You're getting yelled at. It's, it's just tough. Your confidence, yeah. everything. Yeah. And so Jonas was like, no, no. But then I'm like, well, she doesn't have to go to the Olympics. Yeah. You know, like obviously gymnastics is still hard, but like to go to college and like, it's fun. Like gymnastics is such yeah, a and cool sport. Yeah, you loved college. Yeah. So I'm like. She can just do Yeah. College. And I'm like, or she can just do it for fun. Like yeah. I want to put her in it. And if she doesn't love it, I don't care. Like yeah. do something else. Like I would love to be a part of a different sport because I never got that. Yeah. Well, and how cool would it be for you to like help her and like coach her? I know. Like, who, It'd be so fun. Who yeah. knows more than a freaking Olympian yeah. about yeah. gymnastics? But then it might be bad because I might be that crazy mom yeah, that I comes out true, and too. then I'm like, okay, like, can't handle the politics. Yeah. Like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah it might be that's bad. That's true. That's I don't true. Know. Yeah. All the things. But you know, if she does follow in your footsteps, that would be pretty freaking cool. It would cool. be cool. How I know. I was like thinking about that the other day. I was like, Man, like, what if I went to the, or I went to the Olympics for gymnastics, and then what if my daughter went to, like, that would be really cool. That'd be crazy. Has that, that ever happened? Really happen. Has it? Know. I wonder if it I has. I don't know. Not that I know of, at least recently. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me do a dumpster deep dive on you, <laughs> but now we're going to take out our trash. Let's do it. I'm so, excited for this part. Personal Trash is brought to you by Spearmint Love. Spearmint Love is an online baby and kid store with so many products between footies, rompers, knit hats, pacifiers, graphic tees, and quite literally any other baby essential. It is my go-to website for getting all the goods for my kids. They also have big kid stuff too, so you can do matching outfits between your babies and your kiddos. I love getting stuff for special holidays, whether it's Valentine's, Christmas, Halloween, Easter, really any special occasion, Spearmint Love is where I go. It has a fresh and modern take on the baby space while also carrying all the baby classics that you know and love. And they're also known for their best-selling organic waffle collection that Banks wears 24-7. The prints are always so unique and so fun, and the quality is incredible and also comfortable. And the shipping is extremely fast. So if you are looking for some new baby essentials or kiddo essentials, whether it's clothes or products... You have to go to spearmintlove.com and use code WEEKLYTRASH for an exclusive 25% off for podcast listeners only. Again, that's weeklytrash at spearmintlove.com. Personal Trash is also brought to you by Good Gluten Free Grub. If you are gluten-free or know someone who has had to switch their diet, you know how challenging it can be. 
Lauren Smith, creator and founder of GGFG, was diagnosed with celiac disease in 2016 and struggled to manage that adjustment for years. In 2018, she started sharing her favorite eats and travels on Instagram, and since then has grown her following into a worldwide and community-based business. She offers one-on-one coaching for anyone new to gluten-free lifestyle, whether that's celiac diagnosis or another disease that requires GF living. She has helped hundreds around the globe get that right education and the jumpstart she wishes she had back in 2016. Since then, she has started the Gluten-Free Education Podcast, where she shares tips, celiac stories, interviews experts, and gives hope to those who are in need of information. Lauren is located in Utah, and in 2022, she started hosting community events and parties that are catered fully gluten-free, creating community friendships and offering a safe space for people with dietary restrictions is so important to her because she knows how hard social events can be. Check out her website, goodglutenfreegrub.com to shop merchandise and join her email list. Follow along on IG, TikTok, and Facebook at Good Gluten Free Grub and subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. If you're local to Utah, join her private events Facebook group to stay in the know of upcoming parties and events. What happened this week? Any good trash? Any bad trash? Did you uh, watch Super Bowl? I watched the Super Bowl. Were you, who were you rooting for? Didn't have a team. Okay. I'm so bad with. With football, with football names. The Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I thought it was the Kansas Chiefs. My husband's oh, like, it's not Kansas. Oh, it's Kansas like, City. Like it's close enough. I'm like same thing, yeah. right? Why yeah. would they name a city after a state? Right. That just seems confusing. Yeah. That yeah. seems confusing. I, I wouldn't have even thought twice about that one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love Taylor Swift. Went to her concert. I've always been a fan. But Travis Kelsey, I just like. He's not even cute anymore. Like I, at, th- at first, I was yeah. like, "Yes, like, yeah, so cute, love." And I think maybe it's just because it's just gone on for too long. Like the obsession. Right. I don't know. That's just me. No, I I think people and are his like beard. People are yeah. getting over him. People are not liking him. Everyone's upset because he like ran into his yes. coach and like yeah. shoved him. But I was talking to my husband about that. I was because I was like, "Ew, that was messed up." Right. My husband's like, "That's their relationship," and I'm like, "Well, I don't like it." It didn't like, look like, like it was his like relationship. It. Like, <laughs> he but was I like, but I feel like he's always, and this is what my husband, husband and my brother mm-hmm. were saying is. Travis Kelsey has always kind of been known to be a prick. Yeah, like it's that's true. kind it's of how true. he's always been. Yeah. And then once he started dating Taylor, all of these Taylor Swift fans, including makes, me, yeah. are like, "Oh, Travis, Travis, Travis," and putting him in a different light. Right. But he's always kind of been an asshole yeah. on the field. That's a really yeah, that's a really good point. I even think. And about. so I right. feel like we all look right. at him and we have these expectations for him, and we're putting him on like a different pedestal now that he's with Taylor, right. and our expectations are like very high. But at the end of the day, he's Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Like he's always yeah. been this way. Right. And so I'm just like, if Taylor likes him, whatever. I'm right. just, if I'm, she's happy. I'm here for the yeah. content because yeah. we never get to see Taylor in love. We I never know. get to see her kissing people. It really is so fun. And like literally ooing and gooing yeah. over somebody. Yeah. Watching her and Blake Lively in the suite. That was that was really also awesome. Blake Lively is she's gorgeous. The most perfect human. She's gorgeous. Her hair was flawless she's so pretty i know she's so fair. gorgeous and she's so nice and I she's know. just so and smart and talented so and her and her husband yeah. i just love Blake I know. Lively. like I know. love love she's gorgeous but have you seen the videos of taylor and travis at the after parties yes and i was watching like them today kissing and like yes. singing to her songs yes Obsessed. it's cute Obsessed. they are cute but he, i think it's just like the just, hype's just yeah. kind of gotten to like i'm just kind of like okay i get it yeah no i think it's more like the football games where it's like 
let's show Taylor every five seconds. And yeah. I'm like, Which they actually why? didn't show her a ton. I was expecting more. Right. I was expecting right. a lot more. Yeah. Because they show her so much in just like regular games. But in the Super Bowl, it's almost like they didn't right. want to like piss off the fans. Which is good, I think. I right? think it's good. Yeah. And that's the other thing. People get so mad at her about it. And I'm like, it's not, it's her, not her fault. It's not her fault. No. It's not her fault. No. But no. The game was intense. Yeah. I didn't even like have a favorite, but then towards the end, I wanted the 49ers to win. Yeah. Just because I yeah. was like, Travis deserves to lose. So we want the 49ers I to know. win. And then there was a guy on the 49ers. I'm, I don't know his name. I can't remember, but he's from Arizona and went to Perry High School and a lot of people know him. So oh, I think really? in Arizona, a lot of people were rooting for the 49ers, 49ers. just because like it'd be fun yeah. and like bring it um, home. You know, they've, they've, um, they, Kansas City Chiefs have already won. Yeah, well, and they times. lost to the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs in 2020. Oh, so like so, this was like a big game. This yeah. is a big deal, and I was like heartbroken. Kinda sad, I know. But then I was happy to see the Taylor and Travis. I know, kissing. I know. So it, it was like, really cute. Either like, way, I was win. fine. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, did you do like a Super Bowl party? We just hung out with my husband's side of the family. Okay. So it was fun. Lots That's of food. Fun. Nothing crazy. Nothing. That's how we were Didn't really too. dress up. Yeah, no. Oh, dressing up back. on a Sunday? No. Well, I guess you go thing. to church, so you have to get dressed up yeah. at church. Yeah. I'm like, pajamas all day. Yeah. Pajamas I know. all day. Right. Comfy, clothes, Comfy clothes, no bra. Like, right. We're Especially chilling. if I'm going to stuff my face with food at oh, the yeah. Super Bowl. We're like, chilling. Yeah. I made a... Have you ever had those ham and cheese sliders with like the poppy seed dressing stuff on top? Oh, my sisters made those before. It's freaking bomb. They are so that good. What That's had? what I made. Yeah. It's so uh, easy. You just get the Hawaiian rolls yes. and you cut it in half. Yes. It's so good. Havarti oh, or Swiss gosh. cheese, ham, and then you mix like Dijon mustard, Hoisinchizer? sauce what's that sauce called it's it's a weird name yeah i don't know with like brown sugar and butter and you just with poppy seeds it's so good it's like crack it's good so it is good i need to make those because i don't cook i know that's easy it's so easy yeah 350 oven at 350 15 minutes chelsea if you're listening to this will you make me some (laughs) they really are so good (laughs) that and another thing that i love is um i think it's called like candy or not candy crack it's like Chex crack mix like they call it crack mix because huh. it's like checks and oh, what is it? They have it at like Christmas time. It's like it's like caramel and it has and like puppy checks mix. No, oh, it's it not chocolate. It's oh. like oh my gosh, it's called like crack mix. You've never had it? Was it with like pretzels? No, no? Oh. you can make it with pretzels, but it's like just think. like checks mix. Maybe I have, but I just and I have like something in my mouth. I have hair in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? I need to look it up. Yes. Is it maple syrup? Yeah. Caro syrup and coconut flakes and checks and honey graham. Honey graham. uh, Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Well, it sounds like you guys like had the best night. Yeah. No, it was a good time. I'm kind of jealous on that one. We just like ate food. That was was a big, big part of my week. What else happened with you this week? I just went to a lot of events. Oh, oh yeah. You're uh, influencing your girl, Lee. You're going yeah, to the dress I events. Just, Is it Ivy City Co.? Ivy City Co. I'm actually yes. going to be coming out with a collection <gasps> at the end of the year. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's in the process, in the works. Those things are so. like so time consuming. They take so much time. I know. And it's like, you're so excited about it, but like you can't really say anything. Right. But you're like so excited. But it's like so fun. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm excited for that because like I'll have Charlotte this time. I did a That'll collection. So fun. I did a dress with them when I first came yes, back from the I Olympics. Saw. And so this will be like with like really a random special. model girl. And this yeah. time it's yeah, with your be, actual daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll it'll be, be fun. really fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. But yeah, that I don't I just can't, What other events I don't know. are you just just so many things I feel like coming up and I like have my own gymnastics meets. 
So I've been doing yeah, those. That's fun. Yeah. So those have been fun and just inspiring the girls to never give up. Never and give up. It's so fun because I, I get to it. be there and chat with them. But I don't know. I feel like life's just kind of crazy. And yeah, the influencer world's just like. I hate world. talking trash, but because there are influencers that I love. You hate I talking love. trash? It's weekly trash. <laughs> Bring it it's on. Perfect. I just, I just, I'm so done. I don't know. I'm just done with like the fakeness. Like what, like what is this world turning into? Like I just, like I cannot. It's crazy out there. It's wild. You just have to stay true to yourself. Yeah. And that's really all that matters. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like people say things and do things, but like you are able to control what you do right, and what right. you say and what you put out there. And that's all that matters. Right. But no, the influencer world is interesting. It's different. Like Utah's just different. It is Well, different. I feel like Utah and Arizona are very similar. They're very though. similar. Very, very similar. We have very but, high influencer rate. Yeah. Like yeah. even for this, you're like, what are you going to do when you run out of people? I'm like, I'm never going to run out of people. I know. I'm like. Ever. Utah, Utah has like some of the most successful people, whether it's in business, influencing, entrepreneurship, athletes, like it's a bubble too. Right, like right. everyone knows growing everyone. here. Yeah. yeah, no, it's wild. I'm like, how do you even know who to like ask next? I just, so I have visions. I have visions. It just comes to me. I'm like, hmm, who should be next? But it's mostly like people I genuinely want to like talk uh-huh. to and have yeah. questions for. Yeah. And so... And honestly, every single time I have someone on, even if like the people listening didn't know who the person was after they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you had that person on because That's that awesome. was such a good episode. Right, right. And like just bringing in such like different people. Like I, I know I like, I have a lot of influencers, but I also want it to be like entrepreneurs, athletes. Like I want everybody. There's so many interesting things There's so to many learn about things. so many people, so many people. So I, I, I love it. And there's just so many people that here that have so much success. And my husband loves podcasts. Like he... Yeah, and he has podcasts. Love, yeah, and he has a podcast. But <laughs> plug it, plug it. What's it called again? It's called Safely to the Moon. Safely to the Moon. He used to work for Safe Moon, so it's all the dirty secrets, all the about dirty juice, what about, happened. Yeah, that's Safe wild. Moon. So even if you don't know anything about crypto, it's really fun to listen to because it's just yeah, these I know wild nothing stories. about crypto, but I, I don't would either. Love it. Yeah, it's I would cool. love it. Um, some other trash for me is Valentine's Day is coming up. And I have to do my kids' Valentine's for school, oh, which is super fun. But hectic. Lots uh, to do. The What everyone needs to do is go to the dollar store. The dollar store has the best Valentine's because everyone does candy, right? Right, right. And at the dollar store, they had like fun, like little toy ones. Cute. So I got my daughter for her class these like slinkies that are That's like hearts. Cute. And it's like okay. so fun and different. So if anybody's like last minute freaking out because they need to get their kids their Valentine's stuff, yes, go to the dollar store. That. Dollar store like, where it's at. That stuff gets thrown away. It's you don't you need know, to spend a ton of money. I know, money like on I've it. been seeing those really cute. Uh, what's that company that makes the cute little cards? They do minted. Oh yeah, I think, yeah. And everyone's been getting their little girls the cute little minted Valentine's cards. But yeah. I'm like, they just go in the trash. I know, but it's so. Do you cute. do Christmas cards? No, I haven't. See, I was gonna do it this year, but we did our Christmas pictures really late, and then I was kind of like, I don't have everyone's it's a lot of addresses. Work. Yeah, and I was like. Then they just get thrown away. But That's, it is a tradition, so it's cute. But I'm like, I don't know. It's cute, but it, I always feel so bad because I get them. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? I know. Like, I love you, but like. Wh- right. And then I, don't I feel want like these with forever. social media now, you That's see it anyway. That's my Christmas card. Yeah. My Christmas card is on anyway. social media. So then it's like you get it and you're like, oh, I've already seen this. Yeah. But it's really cute. No, you know? really though. And I think about like how much money it takes to like. It's not that much money, but like right. you print them. You get the cute envelopes. And it's like, you send I feel them. like the real money is just the postage stamp. Those Seriously. are what are hella expensive. Seriously, though. 
yeah, no, we're not Christmas card people, but like my family didn't do Christmas cards. So like, so it's just like, I would never, it was too much work. It is too much work. work. It gives me stress and anxiety that I like don't need. Yeah, no. But then it's hard because then you see them like, it's so cute. But then again, I'm like all that work to be thrown in the trash. I know. (laughs) Speaking of trash though, let's do trash topic can. Trash Topic Can is sponsored by Dreamland Baby. None of my babies have been the best sleepers. With my first baby, Bentley, I tried everything. A friend recommended Dreamland Baby's weighted sleep sack, so out of pure desperation, I ordered it, and I can honestly say out of every sleep sack and swaddle I tried, Dreamland Baby helped me give me the most sleep, and that's all I could ask for. So I was so excited when they gave me a code because I have been using that same sleep sack for over three years with all three of my babies, so it's been through the ringer. Between spit-up, blowouts, multiple wash cycles, it is still kicking. Okay. And I'm so excited to add another one to the rotation. I ordered their dream weighted transition swaddle since Banks is no longer in a swaddle anymore, but still likes to feel snuggled a little bit. And he's been loving it. I've been using it for the past three-ish weeks and so far so good. Every time he spits up and I have to put it in the wash and I have to use a different swaddle, I can truly see the difference. It is so crazy how the littlest things can make the difference in sleep. And I love it. So if you wanted to try one of the weighted sleep sacks, you can go to dreamlandbabyco.com and use code weekly trash for an exclusive 15% off your order. Trash Topic Can is brought to you by Hello Seconds. Hello Seconds is a high-end thrift store located in Linden that offers a unique shopping experience for everyone. With a wide range of clothes, home decor, and accessories, Hello Seconds is the perfect place to find hidden gems at affordable prices. You can find brands like Free People, Lululemon, Nike, Anthropology, Urban Outfitters, Zara, just to name a few. And one of the standout features at Hello Seconds is the affordable booth rental option. Sellers can rent a booth for $20 a week and receive assistance from the staff in promoting and selling their items daily, while also getting 70% of the sales. Also, I'm going to have a booth there soon, so keep a lookout. I'm excited. But at Hello Seconds, the focus is on embracing personal style without breaking the bank. Bougie on a budget. The store believes that fashion shouldn't have a high price tag, and they strive to provide customers with fashionable options at affordable prices. And they just opened a studio upstairs from the building called Studio 222 that they rent out for photography and events, parties, bridal, baby showers, sound baths, yoga, etc. So if you're in the mood for that as well, you can also head over there for that. So if you're interested in getting a booth, mention Weekly Trash and you will get your booth rental for free. That's right, for free. I love Hello Seconds and thank you for sponsoring today's episode. You're going to pick a topic out of this trash can. And hopefully, we're both going to answer it. Hopefully it's a good one. We'll do you see. put new ones in here? Do you yeah, use like... Yeah, this is full. Carly just filled it up. Oh, so okay. who knows what we're going to get. Okay, wait. I got multiple here. Your idea of a perfect picnic. Idea of a perfect picnic. I don't like picnics. <laughs> I like eating inside. I don't like to eat outside. I don't think I've really done like a picnic. Have you heard of those companies that like do the picnic for you. They like set it all up yes, for you. And they do so the baskets. Cute. Yes. Actually, I lied. I have done a picnic because I have done one like that where they like sent me all the stuff and we set oh, it up. cute. And like, but then I feel like it was more just for the pictures than us really eating. Like we, I had my sister go pick us up sandwiches, but then like I didn't really use, I just, you know, yeah. like no, it was just like. No, picnics to me are just like 
not fun. I yeah. don't. I want to eat at a restaurant. Me too. I love. But then, I, but then there's people who like love to take food out on like a hike, and I, know. I don't like outdoors. I don't either. So, and my husband loves it. So yeah. So maybe I need to do a picnic just to maybe like make him picnic. feel what, loved. What would you put in your picnic basket? Just probably peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> jelly sandwich. <laughs> You know, so boring. Some maybe sun chips. some Girl Scout cookies. Okay, what's your favorite Girl Scout? The cookie? mint. Have do you put them in the freezer? No, I should. That sounds they are bomb. so good okay. in the freezer. They're no. so good. I feel like the last picnic I went on wasn't even a picnic. I just picked up Chick Fil A and then we ate it at the park. That's like see, that's like that's that's, that's great. Yeah, that's kind of big. Yeah, name. should I pick one? Yeah. Let's see if there's a dirty one. Is there a dirty? Do you that's guys good. get down and dirty? Sometimes they're dirty here? in here. An impulsive decision that you immediately regretted after. I can tell you mine first. My tattoo yeah. on my ribs. Oh, I got a tattoo when I was awful. 18. And you immediately regretted it? I wouldn't say it was like immediate, but it was like fairly soon after. I Because oh. I, I just woke up one day and said, I'm getting a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Like didn't process yeah. it, think about it. And then you just, it was, and I, yeah. And I didn't even know what I wanted. The guy was like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh. whatever you think. Literally oh, no. let him so just what do whatever. It? It's like a flower. Okay. But but it's, it's like, like, you're like, why did I do that? It's very hipster looking <laughs> and it's so not me, you know. but I never see it. So it's fine. Yeah. So it's like, okay, but, but still, but I'm like, oh, well, and then it's hard too. Cause like tattoos are so cute now yeah. and like dainty and fun. Oh yeah. I love tattoos. I have tattoos yeah. other places yeah. and I like them, Yeah, but the one on my ribs just yeah. does not fit my aesthetic oh, at That's all. the worst. I feel really bad. Yeah, what's yours? You should get it removed. I know, then but, that would but I'm like, that's like too much time. Like, I, I don't care that much. I got my tattoo. Oh, what'd you get? <gasps> Olympic rings. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that. I'm not a tattoo person, but I was like, if I get one, it's going to be the Olympic rings. Yeah. If I make it. Like, yeah, I have to. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I have so, a tattoo on my wrist right there, too. Oh, cute. See, I like See, I the have, dainty. It's just like. I have a butterfly. Oh, cute. I have, okay, I have a trash cute. can. Okay, that's cute. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm just a tattoo girly. Okay, that's cute. But no, the one on my ribs. I'll oh, show it to you and then later. It's, like, it's not great. Oh, I'm excited to see that one. <laughs> it's not but great. like even like the little bows. But then I'm like, it's a trend. So why would I get a Somebody like, was saying that the bows are like what the dream catchers used to be. Like when people were obsessed yes, with dream catchers. And yes. Like, or like how checkers is yes, like chevron right, print right it's just a phase right. it's a phase because like the trash that's cute and it's like yeah it's sentimental yeah but no i i i see bows though and i'm like wait that's cute like so you I have know. a bow in my ring i, I love almost bows. wore my bow ring it's so cute i should have worn shout mine. out you i got my bow ring that's freaking cute um anyway what's an impulsive okay. decision do you do impul- <laughs> are you impulsive no i'm so boring like i think I'm like, of everything eat, sleep gymnastics I mean, I'm not a perfect person, but I like, especially when it came to gymnastics, I was like, gymnastics is my life and I want to be good at it. So I don't want to have things that are going to make it not. Oh my gosh. What about in high school? Like, I feel like, why don't I, I feel like I should have something. Something impulsive that Michaela Skinner did. Did you ever sneak out? Were you a bad kid? I didn't really you couldn't sneak be. Out. A, you couldn't be a bad kid. I mean, You're I had too a busy boyfriend, and so like I was with him, but like not like I didn't sneak out like to go see him. Like my parents were pretty laid back, chill. chill. Yeah, my parents are both converts to the church. Okay, so I feel like they're just like like strict, but not like yeah. they're so laid. Like I love my parents. Yeah, they're amazing. So it's like well, I didn't really like you didn't have, have to hide. To. Yeah, and no, I have I a close that. relationship with my mom. Okay, just give me a second. Okay, we'll think on it. We'll think <laughs> on is, it. We'll think on it. This is like, I feel like 
Most yeah. people would have a million of these things, but I'm like, no, but you, but you'd be surprised because once a microphone's in your face, like and then it's hot, nothing comes, and then I'm gonna go in my car and I'm gonna be driving and be like, oh, I could have said this and this. No, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Um, what about your wedding dress? Was your wedding dress impulsive? Did you plan that out? Because you got married and I, engaged pretty quick. Yeah, I got. Well, I was. I would. I wasn't gonna go to Worlds that year. Yeah. But Tom was like, you need to come to World Selection Camp. And so I was like, okay, because he's just like, you haven't competed internationally in a long time and yeah. it might be good to get another meet under your belt. Yeah. And so I went the day before I left to look at wedding dresses and I found one and I just, I really liked it. So I yeah. got it, I guess. I don't know if that was really impulsive, no. but it was good that I did because then I made worlds and went and, and I was gone, gone for a month. So we were planning my wedding while I was How in Germany. Hectic. Yeah. And then That's we came crazy. back. I wasn't even engaged yet. Got engaged and then got married like two weeks later. Okay, so buying a wedding dress before you're engaged is a little <laughs> impulsive. <laughs> but so Utah, so Mormon. I know, so it's so, like, it's really nothing that yeah, special. Yeah, it's nothing that crazy, but other people would be like, wait, you did what? Like, yeah. It's normal over yeah. here. Okay, I do have one. Okay, let's hear it. It's kind of dirty. I love. We love dirty. And I've gotten tons of crap for it, but I'll share it because yeah. I like to be real. So Bring it on. So when Gabby Douglas made olympic team yes obviously i was annoyed because yes she's an amazing gymnast and i love gabby yeah we've roomed together at camps multiple times love her and obviously like she just didn't have her a game that night yeah she fell twice i think got eighth in the all around at olympic trials and i got fourth and she ended up making the the team so of course i was pissed yeah and so anyway usually after the olympics they have like the black and white picture. Yeah, I keep yeah. hitting no, this. I'm fine. sorry. No, I talk with fine. my hands. So they do like a black and white picture and announce the Olympic team. And a girl on Twitter took a picture of me and cropped it in front of Gabby. And I retweeted it. Impulsive. And it was impulsive and a really bad decision because then I had to do a statement and an apology. Because it was rude. That is yeah. pretty rude. It was mean girl. But it was like... But you were pissed. I was pissed in the moment. But you weren't pissed at Gabby. It wasn't Gabby. It wasn't fault. Gabby. Had nothing to do with Gabby. But then when you like sit there and you're like, oh yeah, they cropped her. Like that's rude to her. Yeah. Like, you know, if that was me, like I'd be like, okay, that's pretty rude. Yeah. You know, even if things weren't fair, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and then like it was like the whole racist thing, like you're oh. racist because you didn't. And I'm like, oh my. So anyway, immediately bad, especially yeah, being in the public eye is not fun. Yeah. Is not fun. I'm like, I am not racist. Like it was. Yeah. And then, and then that's the hard part because You're people. Like, I actually just hate the judges. Yes. And the, and the, the Olympic committee and the people. Yeah. yeah. The people that are behind it. So anyway, that was my impulsive decision that I definitely would take back. But. Yeah. Um, what was that's I a good say? one though. Cause that, that it's probably like, was not only like hard to go through, but you right. just like almost were like embarrassed that you retweeted it but also like you're still pissed right. that you didn't get right to go right like, yeah. yeah yeah well and then it's like it's hard because like you sit here and you're like you're like everyone's attacking you and like you know you're a bully you're racist blah 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 but then it's like but then look at you being a bully back because look at the things you're saying about yeah. me you know what I mean so yeah. it's like you're don't not being nice either yeah so it's just like it all kind of sur- I don't know two so wrongs anyway. don't make a right so anyway I love Gabby and I would never intentionally do anything to hurt anybody's feelings. So that was, that was probably like my big one that yeah. like definitely regret and yeah. feel horrible doing. But I but also that's very think, self-aware. Yeah. But I also think like 
you know, I was younger, we make mistakes and like, absolutely we learn from our mistakes and you know, same kind of thing. I saw a girl from Utah had posted a TikTok. Did yes. you see that? Yes. And again, like it's just one of those things where you just don't think about it and you're just trying to be funny and you're having fun with your friends. But then it's like I was sitting there looking at the comments and I'm just like, Okay, you guys are being real like that's bullying. Like that could cause to someone going and killing themselves. Yeah. Like it's not okay. Like it's one thing to say like, thank you for your apology, like for apologizing in your statement, just never do it again. Yeah. But the things that were being said, I was just like, I know what that's like and it's awful and it's horrible and I feel so bad for those girls. But I'm like, that's why we're here. We have free agency. We make mistakes. We learn from it and that's how we become better people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I'm even though it sucked in that moment going through that, it made me such a better person, you know? So yeah. I like try to look at the positives from it. I love that. So, I don't know. But anyway. You know, we all have, we all come here to learn lessons. Yeah. And all we can do is learn. We're all trying. We're all trying our best. <laughs> We're trying our best. And I love it. I'm so glad you came. And Thanks. you came this and took out fun. trash. And I know everyone's just going to be so excited Thanks. that you were here. I'm so excited to be here. This is so no, fun. This was so fun. I love it. I, my stories, there's a lot. I don't know. I feel like I'm jump. There's so much to it, but. No, there's anyway, so much to gymnastics. It's probably confusing. But like but. the people who are obsessed with you and gymnastics, they understood every word. They were, they were <laughs> like, it. I know. They were like, I, I know, know the timeline. I know yeah. exactly. And everyone else, they get to finally like hear about it. Yeah. So this was awesome. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Have the best week, you guys. Have the best Valentine's Day go love on your lover buy yourself some chocolates some flowers and don't forget to take out your trash bye